West, a land of opportunity, adventure, a place where you can be a hero, a scoundrel, and anything in between. Everybody, welcome back to Core. This is Core uh, for Thursday, April seventh. Yeah, twenty twenty two. Can you believe it's the year twenty twenty two? Weird. Time is a been a bottle. None of this makes sense. Three oh nine is the episode, and we're happy to be here. Thanks for joining us. Quick update: breaking news. Okay. Oh. No. Some stuff came out of Sony. It's not. I haven't been able to confirm or deny much of this yet, but apparently they've named some some of the games that will come out with their. Um, their subscription service we talked about last week. So I'm just going to get these out of my system early here. We got, at launch, we plan to include such titles as Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, and Returnal. We're working closely with our... And then that's that's kind of the quote. There's other stuff in there. Uh, they talk about third parties and stuff. So that seems good. You know, I mean, I kind of expected yeah. that, but they didn't mention... Uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which didn't surprise me, but I could see Spider-Man being a big reason why you'd want to get that thing. Uh, actually, more so after I tell you what I played this week, because I got in a weird place this week with Spider-Man. Uh, but anyway, there you go. Some hint. I anyway. got in a weird place with Spider-Man. That's, yeah. Uh, quite a sentence. Oops. Me and Peter Parker. In an well, elevator. You <laughs> There's there some stuff happened with Spider-Man this week that I didn't expect and was not uh, prepared for, but I'm there. I'm here now to tell you that me and Spider-Man, we're fine. We're getting along. And we'll get into all of that and more right now. Okay, so uh, before we start, quick happy birthday to Luis Omar Padilla. In oh, our, happy birthday. In happy our birthday. community. Yeah, I just wanted to give also, him a quick shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what Sorry, are you going to say? I don't want to steal Luis's uh, thunder. It's also my mom's birthday. Oh, it's happy your mom. That's mom. right. It's your mom's birthday. Happy birthday to Bo's mom. That's awesome. She's happy the, birthday, Bo's mom. Yep. And Luis. Yeah, and Luis, both of you. Uh, we hope you have a fantastic birthday. My daughter's birthday was this week. There's been about 10 birthdays in my life this week. People I know and like and stuff. And that includes you, Luis. And what was what, going on nine months ago? A lot of... Banging. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, does anybody else do that? When you find out it's like a birthday central time, you go, well, what was nine months ago? Yeah, there was something. Out, like, try to reverse engineer, like, what it event? It was November. It was November. Don't you think it people... Cold. It gets cold in November. <laughs> it does. Do you think people will be doing that a lot more? Like, the pandemic nine-month thing is definitely a thing. Oh, um, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of pandemic babies. Yeah. I have one. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's you right. Know, you do. You're a pandemic dad. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. Pandad? Is that pandad for pandad. sure? Pandad. Yeah. Pandadic. Daddemic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's, uh, you know, we're going to have another one of those. But yeah, you do have to ask that question. I mean, my daughter was born on the four, sorry, the fifth of this month. So this week. And uh what it was gets I, cold. What You're was like, I doing let's cuddle, and cuddling <laughs> turns into other stuff. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, at least you're in Canada. That's when it gets really cold. Then you're like, it's summer. I don't want to cuddle. Get away from me. You know, it just oh. doesn't lead to that as much or as accidentally. But you know, it gets cold, cuddling, and then well, 
You're well, off to the race. Here's I'm going to admit something on the air that I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay. Good. Because uh, you guys brought let's, me here. So let's get it. Let's get it. Here it is. Uh, why? So my sister hates this, but my sister Wendy, she's on TMS all the time. A yeah, professional. Love she's, great. she's great. She's a therapist. She's really smart and awesome in every way. Great sister. Great relationship. We've always been close. All of that being said, my oldest daughter was conceived in my sister's bed while she was out of town. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And she I mean, hates that because I bring it up and go, hey, yeah, it's Taylor's yeah, birthday. Yeah, you know what that means? She's like, please don't remind me what happened. That, that <laughs> it's, it's sort of weird. There's a weird psychology that you don't really ever think about when it comes up. Like I had a house party and a friend of mine was banging someone <laughs> in my bed. And my chief concern was not in my bed. It's mine. <laughs> and then I was like, kind of who cares? Like, why, did, why was that a hang up? And mm. I realized it's just I never considered that that could happen mm. and because it happened I, I was I had this i was like i felt like i had to react in some way and now that i think about it i'm like whatever you were worried you there know. was bed was gonna be all sperm things could be cleaned up it's, yeah it's but not you were, but soiled you were, forever but it's you were fine. worried you were worried that you were gonna get it climb in there and it was gonna be all spermy on your legs and stuff right no it was more of a territory <laughs> thing right it was like because i did i didn't it's just like how dare you that, that's right? my domain like, how dare you have better time than i do at my own party <laughs> You know, in my own bed. It's like, it's like, you know, it's Goldilocks or whatever, you know, like yeah. someone's been eating my porridge. It's yeah. like, how dare you? And then as I got older, I was like, why was I so hung up about that? I made such a big diva stink about it. It's well, no big deal. She still, she I still mean, makes me, makes me uh, shut up about it when I talk about it. So we're, we're pretty sure that my son exists because of a uh, late to arrive pizza. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to no, Wait, wait, wait. Maybe I do want to understand more of this. So hold on. There was a pizza and it was late. Well, we were waiting for pizza. Okay. And you know, you want the pizza there and it's taking a while. Yeah. And you got to fill the time. <laughs> wait, you conceived while you're waiting for pizza? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's epic, dude. You, <laughs> I mean, they definitely give you enough time. If you got 30 or 40 minutes, that's enough to, depending on. It's enough time for me, anyways. I'll yeah. say enough time for me a couple times over. I can have ten babies probably in that time. Oh but. my lord! <laughs> but, Think of you know, all the pregnancies uh, you could cause in that time. That's amazing. It's still pretty epic that you even chance it. Like sometimes I feel like I order food and I'm like, I'm kind of dirty. Let me take a shower, mm. and then I won't. I'm like, no, there's only twenty minutes. I'm not. I'm not that bad. The driver won't notice. Yeah, he won't care. And you had like, did you? Had, did it wasn't really a impressive. plan. It was just like we're standing around. We're expecting, you know, delicious food in the near future. We're bored. Yeah. Uh, nobody else was in the house at the time. Like yeah. I think the kids were off with their grandparents. So it was like, well, what else are we gonna do? Yeah, lights out, wieners out. I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So. Oh man, that's a, that's an awesome I story. The plural of wieners. <laughs> 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 that we do that. don't uh, explain it don't think about it just let it that hang. pizza was probably incredible as well because uh you know po- yeah. post-coitus pizza hell of a thing yeah yeah uh, i mean like hey you want to talk about a good day yeah like the wait for the pizza was great and when it was all done there was pizza yeah like that's a that's just a win-win honestly yeah. and the beginning of an embryotic uh growth of a tiny little baby boy Who who's, like who's that, adorable that and amazing yeah and look at that uh, so little not guy. only was it i know you're pandemic dad you're a pizza dad you're a pizza yeah, dad it's a pizza baby yeah <laughs> 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 i don't want to really say that it sounds rude it sounds like pejorative but i i, yeah, I know what but, you mean you know, it is a pizza 
I know it's no, fine. it's, it's no, totally it's fine. True. Like there's probably pizza nutrients that were being digested at the same time as conception. So there's yeah, yeah. I mean, I like to DNA. think that that is what motivated uh, the the creation. It was the, <laughs> you were so fueled, excited about my pizza. pizza. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want I can't uh, wait for this pizza. I got I want to make sure Luis reaches out and and lets me know how he feels about his birthday <laughs> announcement leading to all of this. <laughs> yeah, th- this. Yeah. It's Happy places. birthday! Here's a conversation yeah. I'm sure you wanted. Yeah, he'll. Uh, I'm sure he'll be excited to, to hear all of that extra stuff he wasn't planning on. But uh, we'll find out when he sends us a follow up. All right. So, quick thing: uh, the 19th is the day that Blizzard Entertainment, the beleaguered, embattled <laughs> developer uh, that we all have strong connections to, but uh, recent uh, irritation with, uh, is going to announce the uh, new expansion for World of Warcraft. That's happening on the 19th. And this isn't no, so much news. Most people know about it. But I uh, have been asked by some folks over there to interview someone for Core. I don't know who the person is yet. They're going to let me know. But somebody on the WoW team is going to sit down with me for a one-on-one, and we're going to talk oh. about whatever that announcement is. So they're going to do the, re- the announcement in the morning, and then afternoon, or that afternoon, I'll record uh, you know, a, a half hour, however long they, I get to have them there. 20 minutes is my guess, and we'll, we'll put it up on the, um, on the feed. Well, let's hope that stays active after today's conversation but yeah okay yeah so i don't like they go to yeah. pr and be like we want to interview on the show where they talk about pizza babies he's uh <laughs> he's not talking to the one that has a pizza baby is yeah, he? yeah that's oh. not the one because we can't no, have pizza he's... baby on the on the thing no don't worry i'm i'm the one that had sex in my sister's bed so uh it'll yeah, be fine. yeah. totally different person different yeah. scenario <laughs> yeah but anyway that's we'll, okay i think it's all right I yeah it'll okay. be fine um yeah. for those who are like scott you can ask a bunch of really hard nasty questions about uh workplace uh harassment and all this stuff no i'm not this is a dev on a team who's not there to answer questions like that we're going to talk about that game but i am going to ask some hard questions about what are they doing to revive interest in that game? What what are they doing with this expansion that'll make me want to jump back in, if at all? Yeah. Like those kinds of questions, I will absolutely be asking. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're going into that expecting me to, you know, go full Jason Schreier here and get get to the nitty gritty of why Bobby Kotick tried to kill somebody or whatever, it's not. It ain't happening. <laughs> it's yeah, not. You in gotta, my you gotta know, like, you gotta know the audience. You don't. It's like when people go after PR. Uh, people for like decisions that clearly management made. It's like, well, that's not, exactly, exactly. That's, that's we got not a, why they're here. That's not what you're going to do. No, so, and we got somebody yes. wants you know is making a game and is on the team of people who is they're just trying to make a cool thing. And uh, you know, as much as now, I'm, if it's Bobby, yeah, then <laughs> you should ask him some hard hitting questions. Yeah, if it was yeah. Bobby Cody, yeah, <laughs> but that would probably be Wait, a no. surprise to everybody. No, John, yeah. we won't ask Bobby any hard hitting questions. Yeah. 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 Fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll ask him about wow. Yeah. No, if it, it was Bobby, up. if it, it was Bobby Kotick, I guarantee you. Well, first of all, this would be a much huger thing that I'm announcing right now. Um, and it would probably be a bigger deal across everything, not just this show. But uh, yeah, be great would, for the show, we'd, we'd be everywhere. I could never yeah. just talk to that guy about boring stuff or, or you know, work. What was things. it like? Don't say that. We wanted to come ball. on the show first. You got to say like, oh, I totally just ask him about wow questions yeah i'm sure that's gotcha. all i could stick to i would never veer off into any other territory or ask him about his 300 million dollar golden parachute that's waiting for him to leave or any of those things yeah i mean the, the fact is i've i've been you know vocal about my 
my problems with the current state of things over there and happy about some things that have improved and hopeful about the Microsoft thing. You know, all these, this is all out there and on the sleeve. So the fact that they still came to me and said, hey, we'd really like you to do this is, you know, I'm going to take it seriously and and do it. And they know I'm not, you know, they know I'm not, I haven't been over here dressed like a shaman pretending to be, you know, uh, wow, faithful or whatever. But I am very curious what that game's going to do in the in the coming year. So, uh, what you do if you're well faithful, you podcast dressed as a shaman. Yeah, you dress as a shaman, yeah. and uh, you got yeah. the totems, you know, with the uh, with the totems, totems. <laughs> you know those. Anyway, so that's coming up. That'll be on the nineteenth. Uh, probably put it up the same day is my guess. That's sometime that afternoon. So uh, I'll let you know if something goes weird. But that is the plan. Well, that's exciting. Well, yeah, should be good. So. We should be seeing something next week about the expansion. Uh, there's already a bunch of leaks. And so depending on what you believe. Um, I mean, something official. Something official yeah. will happen on the 19th that morning. Yes. If so you believe the leaks from Blizzard themselves, the next expansion <laughs> is called Dragonflight. Yeah. It appears to be Dragonflight <laughs> or Flights or Dragon Flight is what it's called. Yeah, Dragonflight, like, not Dragon plural. Concord. Not plural. Yeah. And uh, and meeting. And we and meeting. <laughs> and meeting. They're all going... Finally, it's time for a band meeting. All the sand came out of my shoulder pad already. I'm not any good to you people. What was his name? He lost all the sand. I don't remember his name. I've lost all the names of the dragonfly. Dormu? I don't know. It may, may have been. He's a sand dragon, right? Yeah. And he had, when, when he lost his power, because whatever happened there, he didn't his, like, he took off one of his pauldrons and it just leaked a bunch of sand. <laughs> yeah, sand just poured out of it. He's like, I've yeah. lost my power to hold sand in my shoulder <laughs> Which I always thought was kind of funny, you know, in a real basic way. Like, that's your, is that what you're known? I mean, are you, are you, are you okay, <laughs> yeah, bud? It's time, yeah. sand. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he's a sand dragon or a time dragon. Oh, that's <laughs> right, time dragon. Wait, but what's, then what's, what's her name? Little Millie Jr. What's her name? She's um, a time dragon. She's too. a time dragon as well. There's okay. a whole, there's a whole flight of the dragons, like okay. per, per color, I think. You I've got lost time all dragons. That stuff. You got life giving or life binding dragons. You got Deathwing dragons, I guess. Like uh, Deathwing was Earth. Yeah. He's an Earth Earth dragon. dragon? Yeah, he was Earth. Yeah. Black dragons are Earth dragons. Yeah. That's why they were the corrupt ones because they were in the ground with the old gods. Oh, Uh, that's right. So so they're closer to them. Yeah, they bled it bled over into those guys. And there's the emerald dream dragons, I think. The green, the green ones. They're into nature and sleeping. Sleeping, nature. And the nature of sleeping. And, and uh, created Tempur-Pedic mattresses. Yep. yep. And there's and blue dragons that give you massive buffs to your spell damage and hearthstone. <laughs> yep. <Yes>. Magic. <laughs> yep. That's what they do. Yeah. And we got it on now. See? Magic the Gathering. What else are you guys going to want me to ask on the 19th? We've just like, done, look, uncovered this is, it all. This is, the, this is the kind of knowledge you accumulate when you clearly hate a game for as long as I have. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good that we're having this conversation ahead of it because the space is going to be called Dragonflight. Now you won't be like... The time glass guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I He's the really guy like, that had the I'm sand dragon. that poured out of his shoulder in this game. <laughs> I do. I mean, part of me wants to ask that, though, if I'm being honest, but I won't. I won't do that. You're going to do fine. You're great. Yeah, it'll be great. fine. I'm not worried you're, about you're, it. You're good for them. And yes. Yeah. And, they, and they've, you know, I really, the, the people that are there, the people that work there on the ground, I have huge respect for those guys. They're all great. I'm not, I'm not worried about any of that. But anyway, watch for it. Coming up soon. Very exciting. Okay. Remedy. You know Remedy? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the developer they got the Max Payne. Jason the, Mraz sang about them. Oh di- oh sorry, different remedy. I'm sorry to tell you, inform yeah. you. Oh. Different rem- remedy. Okay, different remedy. Uh, how's that song go? A different remedy. Is, game is the remedy of the serious of the thing without a foundation. <laughs> I love that you got that weird reference. That makes me so happy. Is that I but that wasn't right just uh, John's just saying stuff again. <laughs> I guess I got the right I'm one. Just really happy about it. Yeah. No. All right. Uh, but yeah, remedies remaking Max Payne one and two. Yeah, Max Payne one and two. Too, getting remade in the uh they're doing it in the control engine which is a nice very nice engine uh control is a beautiful game and my first experience in a modern game because i did play the quake 2 thing uh but a modern game using ray tracing control is the first time i ever saw anything in there uh with that and that was impressive uh i've seen other stuff since but but anyway they're doing that uh it's through an agreement with rockstar who technically owns those old ips they own the the max Payne ips um, but they're doing it and I don't know what they're going to sell these for. Um, none of those details are released, but they're going to make them like a remake. And I uh, mean, I guess the big question is, is Max Payne through the entire first game still going to look like this? Is he going to go? No, he looked all right in Max Payne three. Yeah. And three was normal, but in one and two, he was all the time. Didn't he have a bald head in three? Isn't that when they yeah. were like, we're yeah. going to change it up? Now I got to look it up. Yeah, but he also, shirt and- there's a pretty big graphical jump between two and three. <laughs> yeah. Let me see what Max Payne, because Max Payne one, I think we all know what that looked like. Max Payne two. Oh, he was much more subdued in two. Oh, this will. Yeah, they, he had a normal face in two. Yeah, he's just a dude in two. Um, in fact, two's a, two looks a lot better than I remember it looking here. And look at this screenshot. Unless this is somebody screwing around with me. I mean, they're using no, the no, word- that's what it looked like. Yeah. Okay. All I right. mean, they're using the word remake, not yes. remastered. So I'm expecting them to take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, plus a, re- a remake implies a lot when the re- you're the remake is an important word. And uh, I know, agree. They need to respect the, you know, the bar set by square Enix for remake because of every Yahoo game developers make some remake that is really a remaster, you know, ruin it for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Just ruin the word. Now, Two and one. I'm just putting the two faces up here to compare. Um, <laughs> there he is. There was a. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's even a generous high res. Like that's a remaster. Oh yeah, that's the HD. Or that's the PC version that you can like max out to better resolutions and stuff. So um, yeah. But These that are not face, the same man. It just looks like a guy who can smell a fart. He yes. can smell it. It might be his. It could be uh, the the gangster he's after. I don't but know. It's, but, it's a fart, but also like a particulate onion cloud <laughs> as well. Like that's that's that's, that's that's fart plus. That is fart. Plus. <laughs> if this was a, if, if fart, fart if the plus. fart was a subscription, it would be fart. It'd plus. be fart plus. Yeah, it's not a fart essential. It's fart plus. Here's my question though: uh, those two don't look like the same human beings. Was three? <laughs> no, because the first one's a developer. In fact, it will weird you out because if you watch interviews with the developers, that guy comes out and you're like the hell is Max Payne doing talking about this video game? Why is he on stage? Are like, you kidding me? Oh my no, gosh, you're right. Look at this guy. Okay. What's his name? Um, I'm going to show you uh, the picture. I'm not sure his name, though. I just searched for Max Payne real guy, and it gave me this. That's, that's the <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it's just oh, him, yeah. and he's one of the developers there. And uh, They digitize his face. He comes out and talks about the game all the time, and uh, it, it's very weird to see him talk about the games because you're just like, wait, you're Max Payne. Oh, that's hilarious. I love that. This is the greatest day of our lives. 
that I'm learning this for the first time. I had no idea this was based on a real dude. I mean, obviously, I knew it was a real dude because you could tell it was a photo. It was digitized or whatever. But just look at the grimace on that guy. Like, what? The, the, the Doom guy's got nothing on him. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, they looked at a bunch of photos and they said, this is the one. Like, even for that day and age. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, they could have... It wasn't expensive to take another photo, right? Like they could have just like to me. I look at that and I go like, mm, "Let's try taking another photo." Yeah, but they were like, "That one, <laughs> that's the one, that's the yeah. one." And it we all think like that even back Mario in the day, afford it, like yeah. a little right? bit, a little right? bit. Did you guys play three? I played one and two. Never played three. Was three? Good? I never played three. No, three, three wasn't yeah. Remedy. It went to Rockstar. Yeah, that was Rockstar, three. right? So it was. Pretty it had the GTA shooting, which I didn't like all that much. Oh, I don't I like didn't GTA know. shooting. I didn't know that. Did it have the not? It wasn't like slow down, John. Oh well, yeah, it has slow down, but it's that. It's the feel they have for their shooting in their games. I always okay. hated it. Well, there's that 360 like ass that. looking, uh, uh, gooby face kind of <laughs> tech of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think Remedy likes what happened with it either, because if you play Alan Wake, uh, you can actually find pages that are part of a Max Payne story and they kill him off in the in the pages in Alan Wake. Oh, really? But And that came out, I think, either before or right around the time of Max Payne 3. So it was like, hey, here's how Max Payne dies. That other game is non-canon. Well, they shouldn't have sold oh. it to him then. It's, I mean, yeah. I, I feel for him, but it's not like you guys could have kept your IP and kept working on it. Well, why is Remedy is wait? Rockstar owns it now, so this deal they're doing is an is an agreement with Rockstar to 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 redo the first two. Mm. And obviously, it means someone's someone's bound to make a whole bunch of money here. Is why they're doing it. But um, that that's that's control. The, they have their own engine. They're not using like Unreal or anything like that. No, controls control. their own thing. Yeah. Huh. Well, it's based on. The control engine is 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 a iteration, or it's you know it's it's evolved from what was the, um, what's what, sorry you just said it Alan Wake engine, um, and then prior to that, well for all I know this tech oh, all started Remedy's with, Propriety Northlight engine Northlight it. that's it yeah um, that's the one mm-hmm. I, it's I nice know. it's a very pretty game Control is so I I suspect this will look pretty good and be fun. Um, I, I like that. I like the the. There's a purity to the point of those first two games, which was just get revenge and dive real slow and shoot people in the face. Like there was a real just like purity of purpose, purpose or porpoise to that game. And huh. if that's what they're aiming for here, and they want to make it look nice and shiny, totally down with it. I'd be interested in it. Yeah, I loved yeah. Alan Wake, and if you can make that game. You know, the bullet time and the destructible environments and all the particle effects when you're having big shootouts look really good. I think I'd, I'm extremely excited to see what they yeah. do with that. And they're redoing Alan Wake as well, right? That's happening separately. Yeah. Did that come out? Uh, I, shoot. Hold on. I don't think that was a remake. I think that was a remaster just to continue to use the words between something that's amazing versus something that's uh, passable. <laughs> disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? I think it did. Uh, okay. Yeah. Boy, it sure came out without much fanfare. Um, here it is. IGN had a review at the time. Let's see what they sa- said. Oh, their, their subtitle is assault and batteries. Get it. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they gave it a seven. Good. Alan Wake remaster is a fairly inessential upgrade for existing fans, but this moody mystery is still worth worth a look for newcomers. So, eh, that's fair. I'm not going to read. Yeah, I think Alan Wake yeah. is just a. It's kind of a weird sell to people. Yeah. Like 
I just don't think it it gets people too excited. I agree. There, but there's some cool things in it for sure. Uh, so anyway, that's coming soon. We don't have a date, but that is getting worked on. If you also like adventure games, good news. Ron Gilbert is making a new Monkey Island game, Return to Monkey Island. I'm so excited about this, Scott. Yeah. I put this in here totally selfishly just because uh, I I love the Monkey Island series. He had said, I guess, a long time ago that if he ever is going to make another Monkey Island game, he'd announce it on April Fool's Day. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He he stayed true to his word, except it's not a joke. It's actually going to be done. And uh, I... I love the Monkey Island games. I think the game, the art from what they've shown, just a little bit of it looks really, really oh, good. Oh, I love this style. Uh, it's so cool. It's got Murray, the demonic talking skull in it already, which already implies that they are going to include some stuff from post Monkey Island 2 games. Um, I'm really like, I just, I think this series is so good. It's, oh, and Devolver Digital. That was the other thing. Oh, yeah. I feel uh, like they have not yet. That's a weird company because I've yet to play a game where I went, wow, this is trash. Can't believe Devolver is involved in this. Everything they put out, even the cheapest little 2D looking side scrolling retro game is quality stuff. And that actually helps sell me. I have have a weird affinity for them. I think those guys are rad. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got a good track record. Yeah. Plus I'm I'm going to I'm going to agree with you on the on the art style. I think it looks great. Yeah. It looks really cool. So, yeah. We were just talking, we did a whole deep dive on King's Quest for Play Retro this week and uh just talking about the kind of origins of point and click adventures and all that. And um at some point we'll do a retrospective on all things Monkey Island, but the fact that it's Ron Gilbert coming back to his, his old stomping grounds is, you know, he's a little hit and miss over the years in terms of projects, but very exciting. So if you're looking you forward to at it. at any point during your King's Quest talk play, Graham, watch out, a poisonous snake. <laughs> is it the owl? Yeah. <laughs> yes. We talked about that shitty owl on the episode and how everyone hates that owl. I put a link to him saying that in the Discord if you want to just share that yeah, let's play uh, it. wonderful. I, you should always have this at the ready. No, this is really this is really bad. Here you go, everybody. Enjoy this. Hold on. It's really something else. Okay, whoops, I need volume. I have no volume. Why? Poison a snake. Okay, let me pull, pull it back and try it again. Graham, watch out! A poison a snake. <laughs> Pretty good. You know why? <laughs> so we looked it up. The CD-ROM version of that game, this was four, right? No, five. Yeah, The five. CD-ROM version of that game, uh, which was still kind of a new thing. You know, CDs were, you know, these single speed. Nobody knew what to do with them yet. And um, nobody was hiring voice actors for anything. So they just used people around the office. And that guy is the best they could find for this, <laughs> which is so embarrassing for everybody involved, especially him. Graham, watch out. <laughs> Poison a snake. I love it so much. I love King's Quest V. I played the shit out of that game. Oh. Oh my gosh, I love that game. I still, to this day, I'll sometimes go get a glass of water and I'll go, ah, life-giving water, nectar of the gods, which is just me (laughs) quoting more crappy narration from that game. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's it's so bad and those games so monkey island was kind of notorious for you know it's weird it's got dumb things one of the items you get is a, a rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle like how do you use that where are you going to use that what's its application sure but you you don't really can't die you you can if you do some really extreme things like i think there's one part where guybrush says he can hold his breath for 10 minutes 
and he winds up thrown underwater. And if you do sit there for 10 minutes, he will drown. But like, generally speaking, you cannot die in those games. Um, but King's Quest is the exact opposite. Oh, yeah. Die all the you time. You walked onto this screen, you're dead. Yep. You you did. You touched the that thing. A bear comes out of the woods and eats you. It just doesn't even make sense half the time what kills you. Well, at least um, at least in those cases, you'd gotten to an era where we could have save points. In the early games, like one and two, they didn't have any way to save anything. No. And those games, you just died. You had to start over yeah. and you were done. I mean, they were insane. So, yeah, the, the, I'm, I'm expecting this to have a lot of modern sensibilities, but to also be a pretty great throwback writing and character wise. And yeah, I'm excited. I like, you know what? I like a good adventure game. I'll just go on record and say it out loud. Why is I'm my, space, why is my echo? T- I'm a space quest guy myself. See, space quest rules. It's space so good. Quest is great. Yeah. Oh, I just want to play it right now. Let's do that. I've been meaning to do like a playthrough of the, the series. They're all, I haven't played the last one. Not there's, um, it's been a while. Shit. It's been a while. There's one where you actually captain a, a janitor ship, but it's not that one. There's one after it that I didn't play. Space Quest so collection on Steam is pretty cheap, I think. Uh, yeah, I have it. Like, I'm just, I, I just, I, maybe I'll even start it after I'm done with Elden Ring. But like, um, I've been, you know, it's been on my drive. I'm ready to play through it. That's another it, one where death is is possible, right? Oh right, yeah. Space Quest. Five. Oh, you die all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. you walk in the wrong direction, and a laser fires out, and it's like, you idiot, you walked the wrong way. Now you're pilot. To, you know yeah i like jibble. both i like both methods but i do I, I think my favorite joke is uh monkey island 2 is framed as guybrush telling elaine the story up to a certain point and you can get him killed during that course and if you die it just cuts to him telling her the story and she goes guybrush you obviously didn't die <laughs> <laughs> Because you're telling me this story right now, and it just plays it off as like he just embellished details a little too much, yeah. and then he's like, "Oh, that's a good point." And then you just go back and you try it again. Like death, usually not a thing in those games, and I think that makes for some funny moments. But I also, you know, I grew up on the Sierra style where you died for every mistake you possibly. Oh could yeah, make. Sierra meant death. Uh, yes, eventually for Sierra Online themselves. Um, speaking of which we were talking about them and they, they were founded by Roberta and I forgot the husband's name, Williams, Ken, Ken Williams, the Ken Williams. And, um, they're super interesting people. And, uh, anyway, uh, didn't know this, but after I did that episode, I was talking to my daughter and I didn't know she, one of the reasons she wanted to go into games because was because there are more women in, uh, in a historical context in early video game development <clears throat> that were around for stuff like this, that we owe like huge, like entire genres to some of their ideas. And she just thought she wanted to try to be one of those people. And I had no idea. So we had this like That's, fun little, uh, yeah, fun little connection. Awesome. But anyway, uh, she's coming back too to do something. Uh, yeah. Ken and Roberta Williams just announced they're working on a new project cause they were quarantining and bored. Yeah. They were in a, um, <laughs> so they're like, we'll make a game. Yeah, which was similar to why King's Quest started because they weren't quarantining in the 70s, but it was something like that where they were like, couldn't leave or couldn't do something. And she got all hooked on some weird IBM mainframe game that text-based thing someone made and that inspired King's Quest. And so the idea that they, she would be doing that again, but based based on another shutdown of sorts is pretty, that's pretty great. I don't know if that's a King's Quest revival or something else. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, can't remember I'm not now. sure. This I don't week, know if they have the rights to it anymore. So there was a new King's Quest released in 2015. Yeah, I played it. They did chapters. Um, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's basically like it looks more like a Telltale deal. I yeah, think. it's a remake basically. Um, you do have a direct controller oh. of your character in a in a more 3D sort of move around kind of way, as opposed to you know Telltale. You have some of that, but it's also it's more like a book. I don't know. Hmm. It's hard to compare those two, but um, it was okay. It just they were remake. They were kind of remaking those games, and they're not terrible. But they're not. I don't know. They're not notable. They're. they're I mean, they're, it hits different in this day and age yeah. to what people expect. Like back in those days, they were like, "Holy shit! Look at these graphics." Yeah. You look at it now, and you're like, "It, you know, looks like barf, right?" Like, but yeah. Well, some of it really, I mean, the, some of the later stuff, 90s stuff, I think holds up. Like, I love that kind of pixely stuff, and there's lots. Oh, of, it does hold up, but I mean, just from like a sales perspective, like, oh, yeah. yeah. I think adventure games with high fidelity, the bar is really high because you're looking at I, like a Quantic Dreams. Like, people are like, it needs to be a cinema experience. Yeah. That's a good comparison. Like, I think that's what they're trying to be is like, Quantic Dream is the modern, they're trying to be a modern version of whatever that would have been then. Yeah, yeah. There's just so many offerings. If it doesn't have a novelty attached to it, I just think it's hard. It's just a hard sell. It's probably a really great video game. Yeah, Carter and I are playing. We've been live streaming it. We'll do it again tomorrow. We're on. I think we're probably getting close to the final third. But it's a game called Roki, which is this. Uh, it's it's an adventure game in all the truest sense, except it's done in this beautiful engine. You know, 3D this and that. Just a really nice game written by some folks somewhere in. Um, Shoot, it's Norwegian in origin, and also the story is based on some Norwegian lore and mythology and stuff. Anyway, we've been playing that. That thing is awesome. Like, I'm all for this style of game being a thing. And even though it's a 3D engine, it still kind of has that, like, you have direct control of your character, but stuff on the screen, you know, you'll grab something and she'll say, oh, this is meant for whatever. And you'll put it in, like, the top drawer uh, inventory above your head and you get another item like oh this candle and this and this uh, donut go together somehow and then they create a, i don't know magic wand or whatever none of this is in that game baby. I'm, try- I'm trying not to spoil it <laughs> i made all that up it's all imagined but i would highly recommend roki and th- and th- and there's quite a few indie quote unquote indie style adventure games um like steam alone has tons of them and they're all there's really good stuff in there so we're checking yeah. out I think um, I watched you stream some with. Uh, oh yeah, did you see part of that? Yeah, we had not Roki. It was a different game, but you. I know you stream these on occasion with her. There's mm-hmm. another one where I can't remember. Was it a time travely one or something like that? Oh, um, uh, the the space or the you're, goofy. You're going uh, to different places. A little weird. I can't remember what it it's was. It's a Lucas Arts one. Day of the Tentacle. That's the one that we played. No, no, it was, no. It definitely wasn't Day of the Tentacle. No. It was, oh, it was the X Files like one. With the, yeah, I think so. Yeah, think that was so. an indie game whose name I never remember, but that was a fun game. Mm. We really liked it, and that was I think Ron Gilbert was involved in that actually, or somebody like that. Some. Yeah, somebody. I think it did have some legacy towards uh, you know past. Yeah. Uh, adventure games. Yeah, and uh, who's in the chat? Nor penguins yell speck of dust. Yeah, that's what that game was. That game <laughs> yeah, had that speck of dust. Speck. I even have a T-shirt that says speck of dust from that run. That was so much fun. Anyway, uh, all right, so that's what's going on there. Looking forward to it. Uh, I also am looking forward to this, I think, because I'm not really in the mood for (laughs) RTSs, but I love Dune, so I got real excited about this, plus Dune has a long storied history as a... a, Oh, I saw Dune on the weekend. First time or again? Yeah, first time, yeah. What did you think? 
I liked it. It was just not. It's just not the whole movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> the like way the, it's shot. You're like, okay, like, yeah. It's hard to decide if you like. I definitely enjoyed it, but it's hard to decide if you like it because it was. It's so like, we're just gonna stop. It's like you know, you stop in the middle of the movie to order a pizza and then don't get back to it because you're you're busy doing something else. That John yeah. knows about. And in John's case, yeah, there's a baby yeah, coming sure. after yeah. that pizza. So it's like, okay, I guess like, I liked everything I saw. It was awesome, but yeah. it's just not. I love that movie, but I also, but I also agree with you at the same time. Like I love it, but also it's half, it's the half of the, like, I, I know book. the story too. So it's not like, I wonder what happens next. It's like, I know the general gist and I like yeah. how they're treating it, but it's not over. So I just know my brain's like, I can't really. That this sounds you. like a character in the, in Dune general gist. I like that. General gist. <laughs> general gist. <laughs> it sounds like a fake name. General in Kenobi. I am general gist. <laughs> Uh, all right. So anyway, Dune Spice Wars is launching in early access this month. What is that you ask? Well, it's an RTS, which is why I'm a little hesitant because I'm not really into RTSs right now. I haven't been for a while. Um, it used to be all I cared about. Now I'm sort of meh, whatever. Anyway, this could be a really good RTS. This though, could right? be a very good RTS. I, I mean, I don't know. Again, strong it's legacy. The right IP. It's yeah, the right IP for it. And you guys, that's playing. Sorry. We have nostalgia memories from Dune Two. Dune Two was it. An amazing PC RTS. Like oh, it was crazy cool. Years ago. Yeah, it invented the genre in a lot of people's minds. You know, mm-hmm. I played it on Genesis, which is a weird place to play an RTS, but it played pretty well there. Anyway, uh, conceptually, you're uh, you know you're on Arrakis. You're trying to control the place, get all the spice. Oh, there's footage for it. Oh okay. yeah, they got a little gameplay footage here. Look at these little dudes. It, it um, looks great. It's like a mix of Civ and yeah. I like, like real time sandstorms. I, I like, like what that I'm looks cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Well, this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It looks like a really nicely made game as well. I think the art for all this like key art that they've got is beautiful. Love this yeah. stuff. It's very reminiscent of like so maybe some of the old editions of the books when they were originally published. I love that kind of thing. Um, do you guys remember that Sands of Arrakis Homeworld spinoff? Or not Sands of Arrakis? Sorry, Sands of some other. <laughs> sands of not tied to actually do yeah it felt very dooney though which is why yeah. i screwed that up but um ooh, this is kind of a warhammer thing going on here and kind of enjoying what i'm seeing oh look they're getting you they're winning you over they Scott. are winning me over you're, a little bit if the campaign's you, solid you know and doesn't, you can't resist this if it's look not, at all that sand look if it's not too much horde mode bullshit i'm probably in i just don't want to do horde mode stuff look like, at that you know, guy dune no, horde yeah, like the horde mode missions, like defend the base until the sandworm gets home, or <laughs> you know, whatever the deal is. I don't want to do that. <laughs> There'll probably be a mission, I'm sure, like that, but yeah, I don't know. This looks like it's more like a game of Civ where you have the different houses, and yeah, and they literally call it Dune 4X real time game. Oh, the ah, 4X would mean yeah. I would expect something like Civ, not like yeah. so maybe Stellaris. I, is the it's not like StarCraft Two, where there's this mission-based sort of deal, or you know, like because RTS can mean that, like you're 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 in a map, you have an objective. It might be like Stellaris, like mm-hmm. or Civ. Just well, Stellaris is real time, so it's probably more like Stellaris. More like, like Stellaris. Stellaris is, yeah. Stellaris is space Civ, but the difference is Civ is turn-based, and Stellaris is you pause and you know, pause and play kind of thing. Yeah. I really like Stellaris. I like Stellaris, but I'm bad at it, but I really like it. Oh, Stellaris is so good. I haven't, I really want to play. I'm just, I know it's going to be like a 5,000 hour thing and I've got like all the expansions. (laughs) Oh, you should, you should get in, man. You should get in. It's just, 
You'd have to stop play playing Elden Ring. Next 18 weeks, you're going to be like, so I'm still playing my campaign. And <laughs> I mean, hey, that's fine. Here's the thing. I'll tell you this, though. You know, you, you say it'll be that every week on core, but unlike a lot of games where if you talk about it every week, like, I don't know, an MMO of some kind. Or yeah, something. maybe a J- like, Japanese you, one. That's uh, Usually the story doesn't change. It's like, ah, I did MMO stuff. I will say this. The stories that come out of games like Stellaris and stuff like that are amazing. Like, mm-hmm. it makes me want to learn it. I just don't have the patience for it. But the stories you hear about those games and what's happening in them is really good. Yeah, story. there's some really good DLC I've heard about for that game that just really changes things up. I have all of it, too. I don't know why. You guys are, like, convincing me. to Okay, I'm not going to play. Okay, goodbye, Elden Ring. Goodbye, Elden Ring. You've <laughs> had done. your moment. It's done. He yeah. beat it today by wanting to play something else. <laughs> well, that's, my, that's how it goes. Uh, also, this is good news. So then Unreal 5, the actual engine's out now. This happened. Uh, there was a state of Unreal or some sort of live video presentation thing that Epic did the other day. Um, it was interesting. And a lot of the stuff we already kind of knew about. And they showed footage from the Matrix Revolutions or Resolutions or whatever the hell the new one's called. What's it called? Matrix. Matrix Resurrection. Resurrection. Zen. Resurrection. Yeah, resurrections. Okay, with an S. Yeah. Z. Anyway, the the Unreal demo for that thing, which everybody could play for free on their Xbox or their PS5, um, was shown again. They showed a bunch of that. Um, but the the point of the whole thing was to say, hey, the engine's ready. We're we're out of you know we're out of the basement on this. Everybody can have access to it. Let's go. And so people are already taking that demo, for example, on PC and putting like Superman in it and flying around that city. Uh, I've seen a couple of weird videos floating around from various developers. Anyway, Unreal Engine 5 is out and in developers' hands. And uh, that happened this week. And one of the announcements that went along with that, along with, I guess, I guess this kind of ties to the Witcher 4 announcement last week that they're also going to use Unreal Engine 5. Um, the Tomb Raider people are making a new Tomb Raider game in Unreal Engine 5. And uh, there was some hints dropped about why both developers did this. And it was partly due to the tech demo that Epic showed, uh, especially in the Witcher's case, they showed like a beat up old Witcher looking town where, you know, everybody's in there going, Oh, it's the worst. We hate it here. You know, Skellig looking a-holes all laying around. My looking- wife got stolen by algos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like they baited him a little bit and said, Hey, look at this. It looks like Witcher. And then the Witcher people are like, yeah, it kind of does. Let's just get it. So anyway, unreal five is going to be the next tomb Raider engine. I personally really liked those last three Tomb Raider games and would look for uh, whatever's next would be exciting to me. I'm, I'm yeah. down. Yeah. It's another one of the Square Enix that underperformed, I think. Well, they uh, claim it did. It, it, they <laughs> but sold it like sold four, very well. Yeah, it sold like four million copies that last one. And they're like, well, it wasn't quite to our whatever expectations you guys have. Every game they make, they expect they're like, this is going to be the next thing. This is going to be the one. Uh, but no, I, I liked him. I actually didn't play the third one. Oh, you um, should. It's very it good. It came out a little too close to one another. Uh, I think I just kind of missed that one, but, um, the first two I love, I th- I thought those games were phenomenal. When did, uh, well, it's been a while now, I guess, but they got all three of those came out on, uh, epics free week one, some months yeah, ago. I picked it. Yeah. I picked it up. So, yeah. so it's there. You should try it sometime. Three is really good. I think three is, 
I mean, a lot of people think two is the bomb, but I think three is where all the systems finally came together from all three games. Like that's the iteration that plays the best. I really like it. It's really good. Plus you braid tombs, which is nice. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's good to live up to your name. Yeah. That it's first game, better. you spend a lot of time exiting buildings and getting shot at and killing other people, but which was fine, but you never really braided too many tombs. The final two games are way more tomb raidy. Uh, but anyway, Tomb Raider coming soon. Unreal Engine Five, watch for it. <clears throat> it's exciting to hear that, even though they may not have been happy with the sales of the last, and they must have been happy enough that they're going for another one. So we'll see how that goes. Also, Epic and Lego partnered. How you like this? What do you think? Of yeah, this? they want to make uh, the metaverse for kids, basically. Great, great. So finally, everyone, uh, everyone has a metaverse, so there'll be 5,000 fractured metaverses. Yeah, yeah. which is of the, the the opposite of a metaverse. Uh, it's a marketing buzzword at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, it sucks. You know, I hate it. Everyone, everyone gets it. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> I hate but, it, though. you know, it, Epic is, you know, has a really good engine, really good tools. These the and, and Lego is first and foremost amongst, uh, as a toy developer of what it makes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you always kind of hope, you know, in the same way that like Disney tries to partner and just comes up with the one thing, like you kind of hope that they, you know, if, there are people who really love Lego. My brother loves Lego. Like it's you know, great. And, and yeah. like, if you could get a really great simulator game that just, it wasn't like a license, like here's star Wars Lego, like just like a build shit in simulation, then here's the way to buy the real physical products, you oh. know? Right, like, yeah. like, just like uh, full on, just like Sam. You can play, you can build, and then if you want to build, you know, and, and people can share their blueprints, and you know, I feel like that exists awesome. on some level, but I don't. It hasn't made the waves. Like, it's not an Unreal Engine. I just feel like Unreal Engine probably has a lot of tools to make that a really fun experience. I, I agree. Yeah, I like, mean, they they basically had a, a Lego Online game. Do you remember that? I never played it, but that was a thing for a hot three yeah, minutes. Yeah, like I was aware that it was there, but you know, I'm sure it's. I don't know who they partnered up with to do it, but if it was in house, it's you know it's not what Lego's known for. It's probably not that great, you know. Like yeah. who's the developer? Yeah, so I don't remember what that was called yeah. Lego Online. Eh, I don't remember. I was going to try to find it, but that was kind of an answer. That was them saying, "Hey, what if we're like Minecraft?" And I don't think that worked out for them. And then they were like, "Well, what if it was you know Minecraft and like World of Warcraft?" Well, okay, that didn't really work either. This might be the way to do it. I think this is more of a strategic move by Epic and Lego to some degree to get some of that Roblox money. Um, that's been very elusive for everyone else, but Roblox. And it's been clear that they've been eyeballing it. I mean, Epic had their, uh, a very poorly named core thing that they were making. Yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah. Whatever. Epic made core. Yeah. yeah they made so. core of those bastards. Yeah, so like they tried to do that and, and like, it's just, it's clearly been something that's been on their radar for a while. I don't I honestly I'm a little surprised that they're chasing it as hard as they are because I feel like it is not too hard for them to branch Fortnite into becoming that. Yeah. It's already got the eyeballs, it's already got the attention. I feel like maybe they're just worried they're going to mess it up, but um, Well, so okay. Yeah, so Epic is not doing core. It's Manticore. Well, Manticore, but it's on the, it's just on the Epic game store. It is. It's all, well, it's so they, they're supporting it though with not only the engine is, is unreal, but they are, they're, they're big. They're, they're pushing it as part of like a core 
experience, core experience. Sorry. It's hard not to use the word in all the context that it comes in, including our freaking show name. But anyway, they, um, <laughs> they, they're, they're all up in Epic's pocket on this. And I don't think it's doing very well. I've heard that this is sort no. of a, a empty thing. Nobody's really playing this because no one left Fortnite to play it. Um, and the only place it's really featured is on the Epic game store. So it doesn't have the reach that, that, that Fortnite does. So I, on the one hand, I'm glad to hear that cause I would like our name back. Um, but two, uh, I think that's what this is an attempt to do. I think they've got other attempts to try to do this. I think le- the Lego attempt could actually make it that you could, ma- you could make an argument that that would be a pretty strong play. Well, this yeah. is also like Nintendo has a game creator offering uh, PlayStation has dreams. Yeah. Which is a thing like this isn't it's not like it's the I, I get that it's a bridge between actually coding, like even coding in an engine that has a lot of stuff already pre done for you, so it's easier. Yeah. Or like Game Maker or you know, um, one of those easy to like access sort of like um what do or, they call it? Just like a an environment like a programming environment that, that makes things easier for you as a developer. Sure. You don't have to code straight from C or or whatever. Right. Whatever Object oriented uh programming yeah so it's just like you can go in there and you can do nodes and it's graphical and you know you can learn that way it's like this bridge so it's like it's kind of not an adult who wants to even play around in in programming it's like don't use this like just use one use epic use unreal engine use there's more support for all these things in terms of youtube tutorials than there's ever been yeah so i think most adults looking into this are going to think this is a waste of time so it's for kids Definitely for kids. And core doesn't strike me as very easy to use, whereas I'm sure Mario Maker or whatever it is that's called for Nintendo. I don't know if that's out yet or not, what they announced for their little game design thing. Not um, yet, I don't think. It's easy to use, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Mario Paint is not a good Photoshop <laughs> software, but <laughs> it was easy to use and a b- bunch of fun at the time. Yeah. You know, and so <laughs> I, Core doesn't strike me as hitting either of those very well as a platform. That's where Roblox, I think, is like that. Because you can make games at Roblox, right? But yeah. It's really easy yeah. To make yeah. Games. yeah. And kids kids are making games. Like it needs to be kind of stupid. Like, I don't mean that pejoratively. It just needs to be kind of like hand-holdy and you can't make great original content in it. Because then if you're doing that, what's the point in using core? Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're, Roblox is way ahead in this regard. Um, he said, okay, so Niles B. Christensen, who is uh, Lego CEO, he says, just as we protected children's rights to safe physical play for generations, we are committed in this deal to doing the same for digital play. So we look forward to working with Epic Games to shape this exciting and playful future. And he probably did it in an accent that was way cool, and I didn't do it at all. <laughs> I'm sure there are people using Core. It's just not a big audience, right? Like it's very small. My understanding is it did not take off. So, yeah. But we're doing good. So that's fine. Core's, Listen, core rules. If they have less users than we have, you know, listeners. Then yeah, for a company that size, it's probably not going well. Yeah, I don't actually. <laughs> I wish I knew those numbers. That would be amazing if we had more. If we have more downloads than they have core users, that would be great. That would yeah. be great. And maybe I mean, it is. I don't know. Anyway, there's that. Uh, that's pretty much all she wrote this week. So let's dive into uh, a dear Martha review. Now, here's what happens uh, from the front lines. John goes and finds Steam reviews. And uh, then he reads them here as if this was like a uh, late 1800s letter home from the front in the Civil War. Uh, We call them Dear Martha Reviews. That's the most description I've ever given this segment. So I hope hope if you're new. People won't figure it out otherwise. Yeah, you're you're never going to figure this out. Uh, John, anything special here? Just uh, go for it. No. Standard Martha. All right. Here we go. It's seven days to die. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Oh, that's the wrong. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Hold on. Wrong song. That's not a standard Martha. That's nope. My Martha. dearest Martha. That is definitely not. Yeah, we should have just rolled with it. That would be great. <laughs> it's terrible. All right, here we go. My dearest Martha, I write to you now to give you my review for Seven Days to Die, a zombie game on Steam. <laughs> Martha, so me and a friend were off exploring. It started to get dark, so we busted into a house, stuck up a finger at the zombie shambling towards us as we hacked out the stairs and retreated to the attic. After congratulating ourselves profusely on outsmarting the undead, we proceeded to start talking about life in general and memories of times past, whilst the zombies screamed and raged downstairs. After a while, my friend asks me, Dude, What's that noise? <laughs> Dunno, man. Sounds like something is falling down. I pull out a candle to be greeted with a view of house collapsing around us. After a moment of pure perplexion, me and my friend fall through the floor into a moaning sea of zombies. Oh, I made a dash to the door thinking that I was going to make it whilst the screams of my half-eaten friend rang in my ears. But just as I got to the precipice of salvation, the remainder of the house <laughs> fell on my cowardly ass and squished me. <laughs> ten out of ten would get crushed by house again. Uh-huh. Yours in this life and the next, Ryan.D. Oh, that's lovely. That's a fun one. I've well, never played that game. Yeah. Anybody play that? I haven't, but it sounds cool. If that story's true, that sounds all right. Yeah, sounds okay, isn't that? I think that one just got. uh, Oh, I'm thinking of the Long Dark. Something just got hacked from uh, uh, Game Pass, and a bunch of people were pissed. But I think it was. I think it was the Long Dark. Same deal though. Survive zombies, all that. That's the that's the that's the thing. Uh, Well done, John. That was awesome as always. Let's get to what we played this week. All right. I just want to add on to what John said last week a little bit about Weird West, uh, which hit last week on Game Pass. And since then, has also been added to Game Pass PC and console uh, with cross saves and stuff. So I thought I'd test around with that a little bit and also get my hands around the game. I think that game is rad, like really cool. Um, I really like it, like a whole lot and uh, would recommend it. I don't have a ton to add in terms of gameplay because John kind of explained most of it. But it's uh, it's really fun and tactical and hard in some parts and really rewarding and i think that the the almost retro style engine they're using or whatever this kind of look that they're going for really works for it it's very weird like it says you can't talk about this game without saying weird i felt very self-conscious that i called it weird like eight times last week but it is it's very weird just something about it is and not just like the fact that there's occult stuff, but right. it's very weird. No, the occult stuff is like, oh, okay, well, I get it. These are themes we've seen in other games or stories or movies or whatever. It's just that the entire thing is just a little weird um, and, and, and unnerving in a good way for me. I, I really, really like this. I already, I already was a huge fan. I think I said it last week, but I'll say it again. I'm a big fan of taking the Western genre and mixing it with other stuff, whether it's, you know, zombies or werewolves or supernatural phenomena of whatever kind you want to apply to it. I find that stuff great. 
like big Jonah Hex fan. I love that kind of stuff. I read a lot of books that are sort of based on this sort of thing. Six Guns, a very good example. Jerry Tolbert in the chat mentions. It's very much like that. If you've never read the Six Gun comic series, do yourselves a favor and read the F and Six Gun. It's so freaking good. Um, so if any of those sorts of themes like appeal to people, I think you're going to really like this. And I am having a blast. I think this game is rad. So Weird West, I put a bunch of time into that. Now let's saunter over into my strange experience. Okay. <laughs> With Spider-Man. With Spider-Man of all things. So uh, I'm always, uh, you know, always like finger on the button going, oh, I should really should get Miles Morales. And if I'm going to do that, I may as well get the one with the remastered first game. They're some of the best. They're the best Spider-Man games. I actually think they're better than this is going to be controversial. I'd like that that Spider-Man game that came out for originally PS4 and is now a remastered thing on PS5. I like that more than I like any of the Spider-Man movies. That's how much I like it. I think oh. that game is really great. Now, you might I say mean, it's hard to compare. I'm kind of with you, but it's hard to compare. Like, there's a difference between I watched a very fun movie and the relaxing, wonderful joy of swinging through the city as Spider-Man. You're right. And I'm not even saying the stories are comparable. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But I I really like being in that world, and I like being Peter Parker, and I like all the notes they hit with that. To me, that feels like the most real place for Spider-Man to exist in a video game for some reason. I don't know. This is just a me thing. Um. I like those movies, don't get me wrong. But if you were to say, Scott, you want to sit down and watch one of those for another two hours, you want to play that game for two hours, I'd play that game for two hours. That's what I'd do. Well, let me posit a theory before you get too far away from this subject. All right, go ahead. So I, uh, Marvel has always touted, especially in the days of Miles Morales and stuff like that, that one of the biggest things that they think is appealing about Spider-Man is that anybody can be Spider-Man because Mm. he's got the full mask. You can see yourself as Spider-Man, as a human, like Peter Parker, Miles Morales, all of them. They are relatable as as human beings outside of superheroes. And then behind the mask, we can all be Spider-Man. So I would say that any game that lets you be Spider-Man and puts you in that role just feels right. Yeah, It just feels like, yeah, this is... This is where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be Spider-Man. Yeah, that's. I think you just said you said it all, and I agree with that statement. Um, I'm not even that big of a comic book fan when it comes to reading Spider-Man comics per se. Also, there's so many of them; it's hard to know when never to start or where to jump in. But um, I should talk to you, John, because I need some recommendations. Because now I'm kind of all thinking about Spider-Man. But anyway, here's what happened. Here's the weird bit of this. So so far, this you know what I'm telling people is not surprising. But I've always kind of been like, oh, but it's 70 bucks. Do I want to spend 70 bucks? It's a lot, you know, and I got other games to finish. Like, why am I even bothering? They had a, they had a freaking spring sale. And they had those, that combine, you know, combined game set, which I think they call Ultimate Edition or something. Yeah. Where you get the full remastered first game. You get the new Miles Morales game all in one package. They had it for like 44 bucks. That's oh, awesome. That's, yeah. that's a good deal. That's a really good deal. And it was like very short sale. Like they weren't going to do it for much longer, like three days and the sale game, was over. Slam it. And you yeah. don't have to play it right away. Yeah. So, so I, there when you want it. exactly. So I was like, oh, I'm doing this. I've been talking about doing it. Why don't I, even if I don't play it now, I'll have it ready when I got some time. I mean, I've bought games thinking I'd play them later and never touch them for way more. For like full price. <laughs> for more money than that. I mean, it's great. You know, well, you so can, that's what I did. I downloaded them and then a funny thing happened. The console went bling to let me know it was downloaded. And I thought, well, I'll just hop in. I'll give that first game a swing. Yeah, uh, it's all I've done. 
That's all I want to play right now. It's really good. I started I started yeah. over completely from uh, where I was way back in PS4 days because I didn't want to just try to remember. I never finished that game, so I never got to the oh. the finished story or any of that. Um, always meant to, just never did. So this time was me like, okay, I'm going to start over. I'd, I've forgotten what the guy's face looks like, so this whole new Peter Parker face does not bother me at all. Don't oh, even, yeah, that's right. I, I don't even notice it. Him. I don't even know what he used to look like. I haven't looked it up. Um, different. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> like, different, but also the same. Yeah, in some ways the same. And it's the same voice, I think, right? Or did they, re- yeah, why did they same, recast him? Same voice actor. Some, um, some deal with the previous with actor's this, image and their contract. I don't know. I heard so many theories. I heard it was uh, to make it look more like um, Tom Holland. I heard it was because he was going to be appearing in Miles Morales and they couldn't get the original guy. I, I heard a ton of stories. I don't know which one of them is true. But for whatever reason, they decided for this version to recast Peter. Yeah, and he does look a lot like, um, he looks a lot more like Tom Holland. I won't say he looks like Tom Holland because I think they only changed, I think they only did new face capture and not full body capture. Yeah. So this guy's, you if you, if you didn't know any of this, Bo, you'd never know. Like, yeah, it, well, I know. It's it runs perfectly fine. It's not like weird where it feels like like his face is attached to the wrong body or anything weird like that. Like I'm voting conservative, and then you know, uh, right? You're out. (laughs) You're out of here. You got Kara doomed. Um, Um, But like, yeah, I was I was just fishing for controversy. It's it's fine. I was like, why did they like? Why would you remove them? But yeah. Well, at the time it was controversial. I remember thinking, what's this all about? And then I've never really figured. There it is. I just pulled it up. So the 2018 original. That's one dude on the left. New guy over here on the right. I think he's just as affable and fine. I don't have any problem with this one. Yeah, if anything, fine. he's he's now become more Peter Parker for me than this first guy, so I'm all good. Um, but anyway, I ended up playing hours and hours and hours of this freaking game. And um, I think I'm now officially further than I was my first run. So I have nice. a question for you, and this isn't to call you out, although you're getting called out. Go ahead. Call me out. Um, uh, so have you finished Ghosts of uh, Tsushima? No. In fact, that's the game I was playing when the when the thing went, bling, remember, your game's you, ready to play. Like, you were on the show last week being like, I'm finishing this damn game. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, ah, forget it. It's and that's what I was in the Bye. middle of doing when all this happened. I was playing that game and working on that game when I got the notification the download was done. And I so went. It's Sony's fault. What they should, what should, what they, they should institute this new thing called price freezing. Where like, <laughs> if you see a sale at the time it's on sale, but you're busy finishing, yeah, that company's other game that you also bought off them, you can be like, listen, I don't want to buy it today, but save the price for when I'm done Ghost of Shima and program it to be like. When I'm done this game, yeah, give me the deal for one like twenty four. I have twenty four hours after I hit that achievement mark and finish Ghost of Shima. I get the discount for 24 hours. I like this. What an insanely weird concept that I love. Yeah, like, I love it. Like, it's love so it. weird, the idea of like, I'm busy with other games right now, so I would like to lock in the price. But if I can present a receipt that I beat the game that I locked the price for, uh-huh. you will give me the sale price in like the next the month, or, In like the next month or something, like, like a I reservation that's list. amazing. Not a game on another platform. I am playing a game on the Sony platform that I gave Sony <laughs> and the developer money for. Now you put this sale up. I'm busy. If I buy it, I'm going to play it, not finish this game. Let me buy a reservation to hold the price uh, for 24 hours after hitting the end game uh, uh, achievement. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. 
and we'll call it uh, Sony Reservation Plus. <laughs> it's never going to happen, but I love this idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would exactly. love to do that. It's not a bad I think that's I, I think how I feel about it. I think it's amazing. I don't know if we would ever live in a world of it, but the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. The chances it's of it ever sense. happening are slim at at the very best, but I love there's it. There's got to be somebody. There's got to be like one person at Xbox or PlayStation listening who knows the email of the guy who might make a decision <laughs> like this. Right? You, you're listening. It's yeah. core. I mean, come on. We got core gamers and core listeners. You're out there. Yeah. Why? Just not? think about it. I mean, I don't. I don't really have a horse in this race. I'm going to buy games irresponsibly, never play them. <laughs> uh, but you know, there is a bit of a tension point when you buy the new flashy game. And you're like, let me try it now. If I felt like I didn't have access to it until I finished this other game. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't result in sale. Maybe I think better of it. Be like, ah, I don't really want to buy that game. F it. I don't yeah. Know. No, I mean, you're, I, I, I think there's something to what you're saying. Whether they would ever do it or not is a real question. But I, I really like the concept. And in this, this case, it would have really helped me. Like, get Spider Man Two at a discount if you finish Spider Man One. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's ten dollars, yeah. like or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. It's I, funny they haven't done even promotions. Forget discounts, but like. If you finish like some older game, like buy Max Payne one uh, remastered and get some crap and remake or something like that. But only if you finish it and show an achievement point and some people might buy the game, get the achievement point, get the like so busy focused on microtransactions. Why don't you get people to buy your old stuff by linking the games together? Yeah, that's worked. I remember I beat Vector Man on the Sega Genesis because they had a thing where if you beat the game, you would find out if you won a million dollars. Like there was, <laughs> they were like, they programmed some version of the game. Like where, if you got that copy of the game and you beat it, you got to redeem it for like a million dollars that you won. Um, I don't know if how much of that is true, but it made me go like, I'm beat this game. I beat vector man. Yeah. I did not win a million dollars, No, but uh, it, it, I was like, Oh, I got to beat it. I got to know. I need to know if I won a million dollars. Yeah, I think you bet. You won the real prize, which was you beat Vector Man. <laughs> yeah, that was the real win. <laughs> yeah, we're all winners now because of what you did. Um, but yeah, like I just, uh, what happened there is, well, it's it's a testament to that game and its mechanics and it's just raw fun factor. Um, it's really one of the most fun games ever. It's so good. Um, and I love it. So it got me distracted as hell while... Uh, I mean... Yeah. You're playing footage right now, Spider Man. I'm like, it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just it like is. that looks that fighting looks pretty pretty badass. Yeah, you know? Even it's if pretty it's good. Just, uh, pretty light on the you know press A, press A, press count. It still looks pretty cool. Yeah, like, it's a it's the kind of game. I mean, you know, it's it's Insomniac. They don't make they don't know what they don't know how to make a bad game. They just don't. It's not in their their purview to do that. It does make me think about you know when are we going to get screenshots or information or something about that Wolverine game they're making. What's that going to look like? Like I, I'm suddenly kind of all back and interested in, in that, but anyway, I played it. It's just too good to pass up. That deal was good. I don't think it's going anymore. So if you missed the, if you missed the discount, you missed it, but, um, totally worth it. And, uh, I'll keep playing it until one day I go, yeah, but what's Senjay or whatever his name doing right now. I got to go save a village from the, from the Mongols. We need to just remember that when we do game of the year, Scott needs to put a top however many games he beat in 2022. My top 2022 2018 game of the year will be 
Just uh, just complete it. It doesn't matter what year it came out. What are the games you played start to finish this yeah. year? Top, that says a lot about the games. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, and that's your one and only, or yeah. whether there's five games on there. Like, I just, that's the list. No, that's great. How many, how many have you completed so far? Um, last game I completed in its entirety. In it's only been three months. Yeah, 2022, this, this year. Have you <laughs> this year, completed have you finished any anything? Game? Metroid Fusion. Oh, you played a hundred percent of Metroid Fusion. Well, I don't know if I hundred percented it, but I got to the well, end. Well, not that, but like yeah, yeah. You've you defeated the, the final game. boss. You saw yeah. credits. Yeah, I saw credits. I did that whole Perfect. game. Okay, um, so there I you have go. A, You've got one game. Yeah, no, I think list. there's more, but I, I mean, I'm not putting you on the spot. I don't think I've finished anything yet in 2022. I'm no, 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 sure it's I'm still early yet. I, I don't know how many people have finished a lot of things. Probably. I may never finish Elden Ring. I finished a shitload of games. I make a good list. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Because that's Fantasy. what you do. You're John's a finisher, <laughs> man. Big finisher, One, John is. Six, if you were a pro ring. wrestler, you'd have the, you'd be famous for your finishers. You're always finishing yeah. things. Yeah. Always finishing. Yeah. Finish. Whether I'm waiting for a pizza or playing Elden <laughs> Ring, I'm finishing. I, was, I wasn't going to bring up the pizza thing again, so I'm glad you did instead of me. Uh, anyway, all right. So there's that. Been playing that like crazy. Uh, another game I really like, uh, a Game Pass game I've been just hopping in and out of is a game called Monster Sanctuary. I may have talked about this last year, but I want to mention it again because A, it's uh, on sale right now for six bucks on uh, or on um, Steam. It's also on Game Pass, so you don't have to pay for it at all if you already have Game Pass. Uh, and it has cloud saves and a really good cloud support for like streaming it, which is part of the reason I was playing it. I was playing it on my phone. Um, Monster Sanctuary is like a combination of Metroidvania, uh, Pokemon, and what would the third thing be? Maybe it's just those two, but it's those it's those genres mushed together. So all of the combat in the game, unlike uh, Metroidvania, where you're actually shooting or slashing or whatever in real time, you have pet battles during those those confrontations, and you collect different pets throughout the game, and you train them up and and have you know kind of a Pokemon experience with them. In fact, I think it may be a better experience in my book because in Pokemon you have to, um, uh, you like if you're let's say you're fighting with something and you got a a dog that it's a fire based dog or something. Okay, that's a bad example, but let's just say that uh-huh. you got some kind of dog like creature in Pokemon. If he gets down to like hardly any life left, that's a persistent problem after the battle. Like he doesn't recover after the battle. In this game, they recover. And during the battle, there's lots of ways to keep them up and going and, you know, boost them and buff them and debuff them and all that sort of thing. But they, between battles, they heal. Uh, And I like that. It just makes it a much more streamlined experience. But anyway, all of the fighting is a turn-based pet battle. And all of the navigation, the story, the unlocking levels, the, the navigation, all that stuff is all Castlevania style. And it's this 2D thing, small indie game insane reviews for this thing back when I was reading them and I just thought, well, I need to give this thing more time and it's really cool. If any of those things sound like a fun combination to anybody out there, I think you'd really like monster sanctuary. It does sound cool. Yeah. It's neat. It is always weird to see when people try to make Pokemon, but they're not Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, cause it, you just get the feeling that like, People are just throwing their hands up. They're like, I don't know, man, everything. There's so many Pokemon at this point. Oh, yeah. Because it's like you look at it and you're like, oh, that looks like uh, Blastoise. And they're like, no, 
It's Blastoise adjacent. He's got claws and he's a little bit Godzilla. It's fine. Well, yeah, there's the- a Blastoise looking guy here, but his name's Cammy or Cam. <laughs> yeah. And they don't. The, the one thing I would give credit here is they don't seem to be in the in the business of trying to recreate Pokemon. There's an old guy Pokemon. This guy Tengu. He's got a red face and old beard. Oh, yeah. The little red face beard long, guy. Yeah. Along. Those Red are cool. Nose. Yeah, they're these weird. They're not even animals or creatures or myth- mythical. Some of them are just straight up, uh, like here's a fox <laughs> type yeah. thing. I saw here, one that was just a blob, just a little slime. Yeah, I have right. a slime actually right. working for me. He's great because he does AOE poison stuff that 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 is awesome. They they're not treated like Pokemon in the traditional sense. You don't swap them out. You actually have them all out and fighting and taking turns in the turn turn order. So. If I've got a blob, a, a fire cat, and a whatever third thing, they're out fighting, and I'm and I'm doing their turn like a JRPG, while the other team, same thing, and you know that's how you do your fight. So they, they it's not strictly like the Pokemon swap out a, a, a creature because the one creature almost died and get the new fresh creature in, or you do want to try to counter certain abilities. So like if the fire guys not immune to fire but fire does very little damage but water might a water thing might be better you use your water guy on the fire guy but then you use your earth guy on some you know like there's still the rock paper scissors thing going on but they don't make you swap out uh monsters and all that i think it's a very very cool take on all of it like it's just a good mishmash of those various genres together and I really like it. So Monster Sanctuary, I played a bunch of. I'm downloading it. I'm going to try it. You should definitely try it. At some point. Game I'm Pass. so many games right now. I know. I'm it's kind of a, it's an embarrassment of riches right now. So I would not be, you know, shocked if nobody had time. Um, okay. I'm now going to tell you that the game I t- uh, told you about last week, the Forward Escape the Fold, or sorry, Forward Escape the Fold. Do you remember this? It's like a single player uh, card battler, except the card moved up and... Escape I, the fold. Yeah, did I tell you guys this last week? I think I did, didn't I? About this Maybe. game. Maybe. It's called. Uh, so I only had played it a little last no, week. No, I don't think so. Okay, hold on. Maybe you mentioned it, but I'm watching the trailer for it now. It doesn't look familiar. Um, I probably didn't, and because you always look these up while we're talking about them. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, it's called Forward Escape to Fold, and it's a game where you you pick a hero, and that hero's got so much life, and you start. In a, in a kind of roguelike card battler way, but it's not like, you know, side to side or having a deck. You're you're navigating through cards that are placed before you. So one might be a gold oh, card, cool. yeah. an attack card. Another one might be poison card or whatever. So you want to get the There's gold. There's like a probably. tavern and a forge and I'm seeing path cards. And so oh, yeah. All that stuff. It's like everything's handled with cards. It's yeah, like, it's all cards. It's all like this cool retro look to it and has an amazing sound. I think I talked about like last if, week where if you could have like a deck of like 700 cards and play a solitaire game, but have it be like, you know, there's no environments, I guess I'm not right. seeing environment. I'm just seeing cards, just cards. That's it. Um, amazing sound work though. I love the sound stuff in it. Oh, and yeah. the boss kind of cool. But yeah. the bosses at the end, it's, it's a single hit. You just want to make sure you've been smart during your run to have enough life and or armor or whatever. It depends on your class, but you can have various things that will help mitigate damage. You just want to make sure that when you get to the boss, when he does his single hit, it doesn't kill you. And mm. all you need is the single sliver of life and you can move on to the next level. And then there's like in between stuff where you got rewards or you got to, like you said, go to the tavern and buy things or whatever. Um, anyway, it's a very cool little game on its own. It's super cheap. It's like seven bucks or seven ninety nine or something. Hmm. What, what I like about it the most 
it's the perfect meeting game. I had three or four meetings in, during the last week <laughs> where people are just blur, blur, blur. I love the genre of game because it's so yeah. uniquely Scott. Yeah, it like so meeting games. Just yeah. people Scott going has all on. these boring ass meetings and he needs a style of game that allows him to pay enough attention without being obviously yeah. absent-minded. There's your other end of the year list. Game. Yeah, that one absolutely should. Top <laughs> meeting games of 2022. <laughs> it's a really I mean, good meeting this. game. It looks cool. It does look like it's a Solitarica. It's in the Solitarica vein. But I would say so. So some yeah, very yeah, different mechanics and stuff, but yes, it's in that yeah, kind of vein. It's, it's just in that vein of it's just cards and you're doing card stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, I, I quite like. The simplicity of it is pretty cool. They have this challenge mode. Fantasy card stuff. Whole bunch of challenge modes and different kind of modes of play. So there's a lot to do. Um and I think I've only unlocked like thirty percent. It gives you a little percentage thing of how much stuff you've done or unlocked or completed. Um I've completed or I've unlocked three class four classes. And sometimes you just find those guys randomly in a run. It's like, oh, there's the archer standing here. Let's go talk to him. And then, boom, you got the archer. So there's a lot of cool stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's totally worth great. eight bucks. It's like stupid cheap. And um, this meeting that I had just the other day was perfect. This guy was going on and on and on. And I could understand everything he was saying, but I was just like, shlink, 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 doing my stuff, clearing my dudes, uh, making progress, and still taking a meeting. And it was great. So recommend forward escape the fold as a great meeting uh, I, put, I put it on a wish list it's up there with orc massage now we'll see if i ever <laughs> <laughs> that orc massage what wins finally yeah uh, today demio for pc meaning the steam version that doesn't require vr to play it is out and the cool thing is it's a couple things here so demio i talked about on the show before it's a really cool vr game up till now it was only vr where you are at a big virtual D&D style table and the various players you're playing multiplayer and the four of you are co-oping through a dungeon and I might choose the wizard and you might choose the archer and uh, there's an amazing uh, backstabbing freaking rogue dude you can be or lady, Mm, I guess. Who are you targeting with that comment there, Scott? Uh, You mostly. uh, Oh, okay. okay. (laughs) And anyway, in VR, you can literally reach out, pick up your guy, move him. You know, it's, it's all very explanatory. It's meant to... And, but they're also very animated. So, you know, you're kind of getting your Star Wars chess kind of feeling of like, I just moved a piece and then that piece came alive and struck another guy with a bat or whatever. Uh, it's difficult and it's fun and it's awesome. And I already knew that it would be even more cool if more people could play it because VR, as cool as it is in VR, is limiting if you don't have a VR headset. So they had long time ago on their roadmap said, we are making a version of this that just stands alone. And that came out today. Um, and what's cool is it gives you, whether you owned it or not, gives you a copy of the VR version, just gave it to you. So it's just free. Oh, nice. oh so if you buy the PC edition, you get the VR. You edition. get both. Yep. You get both of them, which I did oh, not expect. Shit, man. I don't think it anyone expected it. Cool. You know what? You know what I really like to see? There was one screenshot here I'm tabbing over mm. and I guess you pick your adventure. Yeah. Um, and it looks like a bunch of old, you know, like D&D manuals, edition, second edition D&D books. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like aesthetically, I just really appreciate it. Yeah, they do. They they are clearly super into this whole thing, like just the look of it, the 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 concept of it, all of that stuff. Um, and this was on mm-hmm. I guess there was a demo of this for a couple of weeks. So it was out there if people wanted to get their hands on it. But it's uh, I ha- I'm happy to report I grabbed it. Um, I have this on the quest, so I already had it there. Um, and apparently if you have it on quest, you can get a PC version. It may not be a steam key, but you can get the PC version, uh, for free also. So from that direction, you get 
whatever the free thing is you don't own, in that case, the PC edition. Um, either way, all of it is cross-platform. So if I join a multiplayer game of randos or I'm playing with friends, it doesn't matter who's on VR and who's not. We're all, we can all be in mixed games. It doesn't matter. Um, so complete cross-play across all the platforms to play this thing. And I just think this opens it up to a whole bunch of people that either don't want VR, don't have VR, or otherwise don't care about VR. And underneath is a very good turn-based, fun, you know, I think a really, uh, I don't know, just a really great version of like a, a, of a turn-based dungeon crawler. And you use cards that you get out of, uh, so there's a little bit of card battle aspect to it, but they're more like abilities. You don't, they don't really use them like cards. Um, hmm. what else can I say about it? You've got, uh, classes right now are a bard, a wizard. Um, oh shoot. Uh, I forgot what the big, big pole arm dude is. Anyway, it's, it's your normal stuff and archers in there. Um, your, your usual selection that you might find in one of these kind of games. Um, and they've got a whole bunch of adventure stuff. You can play it on your own where you collect, where you control everybody. If you want, you just, you know, it's turn-based. So you just control your party. Um, or you can play with up to four of your friends, or you could have two of you and, and two extra characters that you both, you know, you decide who wants to move who, um, anyway, it's great. It's real good. I was, I only had time for one game, but, uh, this is one I would love playing with friends, uh, more often. So hoping to be able to do that. I'm, 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 I'm hoping soon I got to buy my mom her birthday gift, um, but I'm hoping soon to pick up a, a quest. Oh, awesome. At some point. Yeah. So yeah. it's, very I don't know if you can wait there. a little bit, but like I've been, the next thing I kind of wanted to get after getting a new PC is I also wanted to splurge on a, on a VR headset. Yeah. So I got the DK too. It doesn't run anything. It's old as shit and uh screen dory as hell. And I don't sure. use it, but I, I've been wanting to pick another. So like this game has my, it's like the, um, what do they call it? Not the cheese, the uh, the driver, the thing. Oh, it's the, the it's killer a app. Killer app. Like, there you go. Yeah. yeah, this this has like fl- notes of killer app for me because it's like it's a turn based uh, Divinity, Baldur's Gate, Gatey mm-hmm. three kind of looking experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that it's lighter is fine, but it has a pretty. It seems like a good aesthetic. I'm a little concerned. It might be. Uh, just from appearances, like it's not the full experience because it's leaning on VR, so it's maybe not as good. But like what you're showing me looks all right, so like I definitely want to give it a try. Well, it's and super. I play it with friends. It's so. super challenging, and I will say, like from the VR side, it's absolutely the one. If I, if there is a killer app on my quest, it's this. It's the one game yeah, I would call so, that. So like part of me just like I'm so I wish listed this. Yeah, I think I'd like to just give it a little bit of time so I can pick up my Oculus. Yeah. And then, and then I'll play. Them. Yeah, t- totally. I'm trying the, rope. I mean, you know, I'd love to play with you guys. Yeah. That way, whoever, you know, doesn't have the headset can still play there, but this is also a good option for my other game group too. So, um, Oh yeah. So You're really, really dude, this. Like, Mike and Crofton would, they would freaking love this dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, uh, I just, there's a good pool. I have a good pool of options for players and I'm definitely want to have a good, I want to have a good time on VR, but there hasn't been any, you know, Alex looks cool and all, but I'm, I just don't feel like shit in my pants all that much. <laughs> when VR games, you know, yeah. and, you know, I just, I want uh, a fun VR experience and this looks like, you know, the right, uh, the right speed. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. And the turn, and I think all... what really sold me was like the look of picking the adventures, like the fact that they look like, like what they look like. Yeah. Like it's just, I'm like, 
okay, they're really trying to communicate. They're aiming at a certain audience who's going to look at that and go cool. Right. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, there's lots of character lines like the, the wizard will do, you know, he's got a barrier spell that he can get. And it'll stop a, you know mobs from getting to wherever you guys are. So it's a tr- strategic thing. And he yells, you shall not pass when he puts it up and junk like that. So it's like referential. And this whole thing, this table you're in, if you pull your camera up and look around, there's like a room with couches and a s- stairs leading upstairs. You're like in someone's basement. Um, and they so they play with that stuff. And it's just a fun just a fun vibe all around. Oh, this guy just missed. I should explain the way these dice work. So it's not a traditional... 20 you know d20 or something but it's a polygonal piece of dice and on it are a bunch of swords with uh mostly single swords but then there's one that's crossed that's for crit and so if you hit that you're going to get double the damage if you hit the skull because there's one there's one side that's just a skull that's a miss but instead of just having you miss it's especially when you're with friends it kind of sucks actually if you miss it isn't just missing hit. It's your guy will spin around almost like in a like a roulette kind of way. And then wherever he stops, he will stab or shoot or do whatever he was going to do forward oh, no. wherever that is. And that's sometimes <laughs> your guy, the guy next to you, which is, oh, you no. know, and it's great. Like those moments are hilarious. They, they piss you off, but in a good way, you'd laugh with your friends. It's just it's a really good time. Um, I know this. I, I'm yeah, I'm wishless on this. I'm putting it right to the top. I think this is something that it had my interest, but I was like, well, it's, you know, even this still is kind of early access, but it was just a VR thing and it can yeah. wait, but I don't know. I think yeah, the life, VR. it's looking like life after Valheim for me potentially as a multiplayer. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. I think it would fit really well for that. And I played it a number of times, multiplayer in VR. I've only had one game on the desktop version. It is the desktop version is technically in early access, but it already feels fine. I don't. I don't know what they're actually doing. The the VR version is not is that's out of early access, so it's like a full blown game. Um, but since they can cross play, I, I doubt there's much difference. I'm guessing the early access is for them to just iron out PC specific bugs with UI and junk like that. But so far, I'm really impressed. Like they took a game that I thought would only work in VR. It's usually the other way around, right? Like games that aren't VR and then they got to wedge it into VR. This is like the opposite of that. And they've done a really good job so far. The interface feels good. Um, you know, feel like you're playing just a fun RPG. I want to play it in VR. I want to be able to like, I don't know, do whatever silly things the VR options because you're like have hands in your oh, yeah. head, right? So, oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, you know, uh, Crofton and I are going to be making gestures, <laughs> inappropriate gestures <laughs> at each other in VR. Yeah, and he really can't help it. Um, but but do it and respond to it, and uh, so I want to be there for that. I'll tell you what else is yeah. cool. You and Crofton will sound like you're right next to each other because it has spatial audio as well. Because if he's in VR and I'm not, then he's going to do inappropriate gestures, and I'm not going to be able to fight back, and <laughs> I won't want to be play. able to fight back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, it's really neat. I highly recommend it, and that PC version is going to make a lot more people be able to play it, so there you go. All right, John. My thing I'm most uh, curious about today, the game I almost bought, but because I was so busy with everything else, I didn't do it. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, the most realistic plastic I've ever seen in a video game. How is it? It's true. You're not wrong. It's really good. Uh, The game is beautiful. It looks awesome. Um, I really, you know, I like it, but let me be clear. This is a Lego game. Yeah. It has not 
broken the mold exactly I, there it has evolved it a little bit like it plays a lot better you're not at that like super distant looking down kind of camera angle that you usually are for mo- most lego games you're kind of a over the shoulder type view for most of it yeah. so you've kind of got a third person shooter vibe if you're you know a kind of person that fights with a gun or more of an action game style if you fight with a lightsaber um but at the end of the day, it is still very much in the vein of Lego game. Yeah. You know, you run around, you collect studs, uh, you unlock characters. Characters have certain strengths. Jedi can use the force, uh, whereas, you know, droids can get into areas that you might not otherwise be able to do. So and uh, through it all, you see whimsical versions of Star Wars cutscenes and in a much uh, quickened pace like everything moves a lot faster and the humor is hit and miss you know it's it's kind of just like right up in the vein of borderlands some of the stuff is really easy obvious things i mean most of the jokes in episode one which is where i decided to start uh tend to be jar jar binks just getting hurt in the background (laughs) of scenes while other people (laughs) do dialogue uh, it is voiced. The voiceovers are sometimes really good, and they are sometimes really bad. Uh, yeah. Qui Gon stands out as particularly awful for the early parts of the game. Mm. Um, it's kind of a double whammy of someone not doing a very good Liam Neeson impression, but also it's a person who did a different voice for the Clone Wars cartoon, and he's doing the same voice. And so it's this weird distraction of like, you've got the same guy who did Obi-Wan's voice in the Clone Wars cartoon voicing Obi-Wan, but then you have a guy who did the, you know, every time an episode started and you got the guy that goes, space, galactic turmoil is engulfing the galaxy. They have him doing that voice for Qui-Gon Jinn. And it's incredibly distracting at how not accurate it is. It bugs the shit out of me. Weird. But, uh, you know, so sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Uh, Like, the little kid Anakin is not very good, but it's a good little kid voice, so it's kind of endearing at the same time, because it's at least... Well, for the record you know, neither close. was jake jake lloyd was terrible so almost anything right it, it kind of feels like an alternate reality where he he talks a little more uh normal yeah. but hmm. you know you, can, you gotta kind of forgive child actors i guess <laughs> yeah uh, but uh no i mean it's a it's a charming game like i said jokes are hit and miss uh, some of the funnier stuff is hidden in dialogue that you just talk to people you know like you have a you have a guy like this isn't in one of the cutscenes, but you'll be walking around on Tatooine in the slave district and someone will go, what are you talking about? We call them forced volunteers. <laughs> like they, and it's just stuff like that is a lot. I find that stuff a little bit funnier than the stuff they tend to throw in the big cutscenes, but, uh, it's charming in all the way the Lego games are. Um, you know, it, it has, made me smile made me laugh the darth maul model in particular just looks so angry all the time i get a kick out of it like every time he shows up he's just like giant yellow eyes and gritted teeth and it just looks hilarious every time he's around uh it's a good co-op game uh does the split screen vertical split screen for co-op so you can play it that way uh and it's very pretty so I think the best advice I can give if you're looking to think about buying it is how do you feel about Lego games? Yeah. If you don't like them, this isn't going to change your mind. 
if you've kind of enjoyed them in the past, this is a really good one of those. So, you know, it's worth probably picking up. And uh, if you love them, like this is solid. This is really good. Uh, I think the one thing I will mention that is perhaps my favorite thing when you're running in the game, the way you sprint is you just build up speed over time and you get momentum behind you and you start sprinting. Yeah. And if you are playing as Jar Jar Binks and you do that, his long ass tongue comes out of his mouth and starts flapping around behind <laughs> him as he runs. And it is the funniest looking thing I've ever seen. It's so good. That's great. I think that's fine. Now you can still, okay, I just saw something in the video here. You can still switch to other people in the room, right? Like that's still part of this gameplay. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. R2 right now, but I also kind of want to be this this other dude so I can switch over to him. Like that's still part of the gameplay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So it's still very important that you uh, have the right character for the right place. You can still totally cheese that. Like I was in the Gungan city and there was a container that could only be destroyed by a bounty hunter for some reason. And because my version <laughs> of the game had the Mandalorian character pack, I grabbed a bounty hunter from the Mandalorian ca- character pack and he just joined me on my episode one adventure. The game does not, <laughs> does not care about breaking canon in any way, shape or form. Yeah, so it doesn't you just care. do it. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, uh, somebody Kotaku or somebody was saying this is their favorite star Wars game of all time. And I thought, well, let me ask John, if you had to pick a favorite star Wars game of all time, is all it this? Time. And if it's not, what is it? No, it's definitely not this. Um, I mean, Knights of the Old Republic and the Old Republic in general are definitely high up there. I was a huge fan of Episode One Racer, which is in my mind right now because you do play the pod racing section. But this game ain't Episode One Racer. It controls definitely like butt uh, and <laughs> not good. Controls yeah. like butt. Like uh, I was a huge fan of the old X-Wing, TIE Fighter, and Alliance games back in the day. Those were all great, as well as the you know consoleized versions with the Rogue Squadron. Star Wars has a lot of really great games. I don't know if I can pick a favorite. It's hard, right? Uh, yeah. If I had to, I would probably say probably the Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, probably Knights of the Old Republic. For time and place, I think that's probably the best one. But I love so many of them. This so just looks like a big, so good. stupid good time, though, and I kind of want that right now. Maybe that's why Spider-Man did it, did that, because I was just like, I need to be goofy and have fun and laugh a little, and Spider-Man's full of like humor and goofball moments and stuff. Not quite like this, obviously, but yeah. But um, but I think that's what I was hungry for. This So for whatever reason, all, years have gone past since I've cared about a Lego, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Marvel, all those games. Haven't cared. Come and gone. Don't care. For this one, I'm like, uh, maybe get it. So Let's this is all it. the way up to Rise of the Sky, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. It's <laughs> I wonder what that's going to be. One like, through nine. Yeah, one through and nine. Which a lot of people are. There's a lot of talk about how the team got some. There was like serious crunch on this game. So there's a lot of people a little bit upset about the fact that they were expected to do as much as they did in the short amount of time they had to do it. Um, oh. part of that bigger conversation, but um, but yeah, that's a big, that's a lot. That's all yeah. of Star Wars, and and plus, you know, some Mando references and some other shit thrown in there. Yeah, there's some there's some solo stuff. I mean, like they they definitely mine everything to to put this all together, and there's an unbelievable amount of unlockables and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a pretty full complete 
package. It's just whether or not it's going to be something you like seems like the only thing that is the is up for question. Like yeah. if this is at all in your ballpark, I think it's it's worth it. I just cannot believe how the aesthetics of this plastic in this world looked so good to me. Like I'm blown away by just the environments, the reflective stuff, the everything. Oh yeah. It's and crazy. Little things like uh, R2D2 rolling through the sand on Tatooine and just leaving like little imprints in the sand, pushing the sand out of the way where the tire treads go. Yeah. Like it just looks so good. Yeah. Uh, and you're just like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, they'll do a close up of like Watto or something and you can, it looks like little dirt and dust got in the cracks of the plastic of the Watto figure or something like that. And you're like, oh my gosh. Uh, or even just the Lego branding on, you know, I think Jar Jar was eating some fish or something and the Lego fish had the Lego brand mark on the fish itself. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, how long is this game though? Is it like really long? Like how many levels is it? Well, they move at an obscenely brisk pace. Like they did the level of like, Hey, go, you're off Tatooine. Go to, uh, go to Coruscant to meet with the Supreme chancellor. You go there. You're like, Hey, he's like, Hey, we need to vote. No confidence in the current chancellor. Let's go do it. You do it. And queen Amidala is like, Hey, I vote no confidence. He's like, awesome. She's like, I'm going back to Naboo now. Like there's no, it just skips so many scenes. And I was like, wait a minute. I just played to walk up to the chancellor, talk to him. And now we're going back to Naboo. What are we doing here? It moves. It moves very quickly. Hmm. But wow. it's got a ton of hub worlds, like with lots of little side missions and side quests and stuff like that. And kind of funny things where like if you're playing as a character that doesn't understand astromech droids and you try and talk to one, you don't understand them. You have to go get somebody that actually has been known to communicate with them in the movies if you want to understand them. Likewise, if it's an alien and they speak some alien language, you got to get a translator droid to talk to them. So there's a lot of little things like that. It's is very enjoyable, yeah. but it's not revolutionary. They didn't change the formula in any dramatic fashion. Yeah, which I think the fans wanted them to stick pretty close to that anyway. So new look, new new angle on the camera, new innovations that way, but they really wanted to keep that core gameplay the same. Yeah. There are people I talk to who are like, you don't understand, Scott. Like The way you felt about Mario growing up is how we feel about Lego Star Wars games. And I'm like, really? And like my daughter, my oldest daughter's like, oh yeah. I mean, this, these these were the coolest games. And so there's a huge nostalgia factor happening right now that you're just not aware of because that much time has passed. You know, 20 years or something since that first one came out. So yeah, I I, I think I get it. Uh, hey, you finished another damn fa- Final Fantasy game. Which one this time? I finished Final Fantasy VI. Nice. And I finally get why that is one of the most beloved Final Fantasies in existence. Like, I get it. Yeah. Uh, It took a while for the gameplay to really uh, land with me. There's some weird deviations for that game uh, that just didn't immediately sit well with me. But as far as, like, writing and storytelling... Um, I I've said this a lot recently on streams, but it bears mentioning here. Like it was a little weird going into final fantasy four. Cause that was another one that was a beloved one was uh, final fantasy four came out here as final fantasy two. Lots of people love that one. Uh, lots of love for it. And if I'm being honest, when I played through it, it just didn't click with me. It was okay. I don't think it was bad, but the story that I know 
probably blew a bunch of people's minds back when it came out just didn't really land in particular for me when I played it. And I was really worried the same thing was going to happen with six because I knew how beloved it was and I didn't know anything about six. But uh, it's well-deserved praise. The writing and the storytelling and what they do with it is a step above anything they've ever done before. So uh, I absolutely had a wonderful time with it. It was a really, really great game. Very different game. It kind of turns into an open-world game about halfway through it. And uh, it's it's pretty neat. So Hmm. uh, I loved it. And I finished it. And up next... Uh, for anybody that's been following what I've been streaming and doing is the Chrono Cross remaster that came out today. I've picked it up. I've launched it. I haven't played much of it. It looks like a bare bones remaster. Now there's going to be people that want that like me, you know, I miss being able to play that game. It's a very good game and I, I would typically play it, you know, once every year or two. I haven't had a way to play it in a long time, so this is a good way for me to go back and play something I love. But going from the Pixel Remasters, which obviously got a ton of love and attention, this game is bare bones. <laughs> like they yeah. they didn't do a lot. <laughs> they were like, "Hey, we uh, upres some assets. Here you go." Like I didn't even know how to quit out of the game at first when I was like, "Okay, it works." I was like, how do I get out of this game? Because I couldn't pull up like a PC level menu. And I was like, what is going on? And it turns out, even though I was playing with a controller, I had to hit escape on the keyboard to see a different menu that I couldn't access with the controller in order to be able to exit the game. It has almost no graphical settings. It is extremely bare bones. So buyer beware with regard to that. But it is a port of a very, very good game. It is worth checking out. And it does come with uh, the game Radical Dreamers, which was a Japan-only sequel to Chrono Trigger uh, that they've now translated for the United States. So there's a very good chance that you've never played that unless you did a fan translation thing. So there is value to it. But uh, again... Are their names really Surge, Kid, and Razley? Are these real names? Yes, those are real names. The main character's name is Surge... I hate uh, it. There is Kid. There's Razley. Scott, the good news is there, there are like 80 characters in this game. Oh. You've got plenty to pick from. Okay. I'm definitely not getting, I'm not, I'm doing shit with Razley. Whoever that is, I'm not doing them. <laughs> <laughs> or Kid. Someone named Kid. Come on now. Lame. Surge, I can deal with. You can probably rename that Yeah, guy you can there. rename him. Yeah. I know you can rename him. I think you can probably rename everybody. So this is a PS1 game and looks it. Uh, yeah it does were you immediately like oh jittery jittery polygons and this would be nice if they redid this i'll say the polygons actually hold together pretty well it's the blurry backgrounds that were is the thing Mm. you know like the looking at the backgrounds of the game you're just like oh man i wish i wish hd existed back then i wish there were more h's to the d back in the day because this stuff looks rough um, and it, it's not in, you can stretch it to where it will fill your screen, but like by default, it plays kind of like how you're showing it where it's, you know, in standard, uh, resolution. Sure. And it's, it's just a little, it's a little bit rough. It's like going back and playing a PlayStation game on a modern TV or system. Yeah. Yeah. Which some are going to appreciate that cause they want that authenticity, but in your case, it 
probably be nice if they did some of the work that the remasters got done. And some of that's yeah. just like, you know, give me some widescreen, give me some, you know, whatever. For whatever reason, Square Enix will throw as much attention and love as they possibly can to Final Fantasy if it's got that in the name. And even though both Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross are beloved for different reasons, uh, it's extremely weird to me that with them, they're like, I don't know, give them the mobile port or just <laughs> just throw a port together. Nobody cares. Who cares about Chrono Trigger? Yeah, it was the one of our RPGs that was on that Games as Art list, but who cares? Remaster all the Final Fantasies and give them a mobile game. They'll be fine. They don't get anything else. So yeah. I think it deserves better, but... I'm happy to have this. Okay. You'll take what you can get and you're going to stream this as usual. So everybody can watch. Yeah, We're going to beat it. All right. Technically I should, if I want to do it proper, I should beat it multiple times, but we're not going to do that. All right. Well, that sounds a little like, uh, resident evil two disc two. Yeah. Yeah. Although not quite that level because it's not a different (laughs) game when you go through, it's just different options, different Uh characters. You can't get all the characters on a single run, but it is, it is funny. You mentioned that Scott, it is like resident evil two in that, you know, some people have only beaten half of it. (laughs) I know. I wonder what percentage I, I belong to probably the higher one is my guess. Possibly. Yeah, no, even the chat, they just say it straight out. Scott never finished Resident Evil 2 Remastered. They just say it. There's no bones, there's no punches being pulled. I understand what you guys think I did. What I did was avoid playing the same game twice. That's what I did. No, it's yeah. a different game. It's La- completely Because there's a lady. Totally there's a lady. Oh, I could have been no, a No, no, it's, it's a whole other... Yeah, whole you other start level. in a different spot. There's different enemies. There's different characters. You go to different locations. There's a different there's different bosses Sorry. throughout the entire game. Yeah, but there's still a ton of stuff you've done already. I'm seen. It's in the same city. <laughs> it's in Raccoon City. Well, wait, yeah. it's not it's not a new game plus. It's like basically it's the story of two characters and how they spend the same evening doing yeah. their own shit. So you'll be like, "Oh, I was there as this character earlier." So it's like references, right? But like yeah. stuff you do Effects that you're like, oh, if you left some turd on the ground, then the other characters <laughs> like, where did this turd come from? You know, like, and, and you like, you know, because you played them both, but it's like yeah. a completely different story, like, and with different bosses and stuff. And just think about it this way, Scott, with how much time you've now put between the first half and if you were to go after the second half of that game, yeah, like you've probably forgotten most of it. So even the parts that are the same are gonna be brand new for you. Yeah, until Mister X shows up, and then I'm like, nope. I hate that Here's guy. the fun part. He shows up at a completely different point in the game. For, oh, that's fun. For, for the other half. Sure, that is fun to have him around. You know what all. is fun, though? You will like this. Mm. He permanently dies and earlier in the other playthrough. Really? How much yes. earlier? Much earlier. You much? know when you went down to the sewers? Yeah. You know how he chased you through the sewers yeah. and then you went to the lab and he chased you through the lab? Yeah, he dies that. on the way to the sewers. Okay, that I could... All right, now, so now we're talking. In, he's only in the first third of the game. Now we're talking. Freaking Mr. X can eat a turd. Uh, the one Bo talked about that turd. All right, yeah. let's move on. Uh, oh, you played, uh, how far are you in SteamWorld Dig? That game's great. You you almost I'm, had me restarting that, or playing a new fresh run through that, just because I, I I love that game, and I, oh, it's so good. Another game, I, I did finish far. that, just not this year, but that game's great. I'm not very far in it, but I wanted to put it on here because I mentioned playing SteamWorld Dig and starting there 
because I felt like I needed to at least see a little bit of it before I went to two. Yeah. And I was on here and I was like, oh my gosh, Scott, the art of SteamWorld is so good. Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful game SteamWorld is. My wife looks at it all the time and says, oh, well, that game's beautiful. And I'm like, it is, it is. I didn't know. How much better oh it looks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. SteamWorld 2 makes SteamWorld look like a butt. Yeah. That game is beautiful mm-hmm. holy cow that game is pretty huge jump I, forward huge leap forward in the in i the couldn't believe how much better two looks yeah. it's crazy i was in the back of my mind i was gonna go back and try and finish steam world dig but i don't think i can go back now yeah it's, it's hard to so night and day how different they look it's hard um, to if you played them years apart when they were developed it, that's one thing but if you're playing it in the middle and then you get a look at two Two is just a vast improvement over everything. And it was already a good game, but two is so much just in graphically. Yes. But everything else too, like it's just more depth. It's way more the, the kind of Metroidvania you're looking for. It's just a, that's an awesome game. Two is so good. Yeah. I'm digging it. Ha. So, uh, I did get killed by my little ghost friend that joins you in that game though. Mm. And that kind of, made me really angry more than it should have because <laughs> yeah. you get this like antagonistic ghost friend that lives inside your body like i don't know what else to call him like he's a little he's a little digital he's a little i'd digital. call him friend but he comes out at one point and he's like hey check out the view over here i think there's something interesting and you walk up and press a button he's like ah look at that hey come a little closer and you walk to the edge and he goes hey Come out here. There's something really cool I want to show you. And if you jump out to where he is, you just fall to your death. Yeah, you die because he's a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> like, what an asshole. No, he's a, like, total, he's a huge dick. This guy sucks so bad. He's a huge dick. But here's the thing. He basically be, he's sort of like, what's the Navi or whatever for, for Link? He's yeah, kind of like that. Navi wanted Link to die at all times. Yeah, he's, he's a kind of a prick show. But you, but just seeing that on our list today makes me want to fire that up again. I love that game so much. So yeah, good. it's really, really good. I'd have a Switch. Uh, and then there. Uh, just a little bit before the show, I started playing the the most recent Prey. Oh, um, wait, the one with the mimics and and whatnot. I always forget which one's the recent one. Um, hold on, Prey game. It's not the one with the cowboy dude, right? No, not that. Okay, one. so it's this one. Oh, okay. This is the Arcane Studios one. Uh, uh, yeah, this is a good one. This is a good game. 2017's Prey. Yes. Okay. 2017's Prey. Yeah. Uh, that game is cool as hell. Yeah. It's- I I slept on this game, and it has. It reminds me of System Shock in in ways. Um, it's not quite as scary as I was hoping it would be, but uh it is good and it is tense. Like the, the conceit of the enemies, uh, the base level enemies, which are called mimics. The idea is that they can take shape of anything in the environment. And it puts you in this really weird paranoid headspace because they aren't smart enough to be like super sneaky where it's like, I was in a bathroom and I happened to look like a plunger over here in the corner. I'm fine. They always duplicate something that's nearby. So you just live in this world where it's like anytime you see two of the same thing near near each other, that's when you get the red flag and you're like, oh, God, uh, one of these things is not real. And you start hitting it with your wrench and stuff. Um, yeah. It makes you very paranoid and it's very cool. Uh, 
I kind of knew part of the surprise of like kind of the initial opening. I don't want to say what it is because I do think people should experience it. But um, even knowing that there was kind of a twist in, in the opening of the game, I still found it very cool to play with, especially once you unlock the ability to see how they did it and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a lot of really cool things to that game. So uh, I think I'm going to stick with playing it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm enjoying the mystery. And like I said, I enjoy like kind of a more modern system shock two vibe that I'm getting from it yeah. of, you know, you're getting data logs and clearly some bad stuff has happened and you're upgrading skill points. Like, do you want to be a hacker or an engineer or a combat specialist? Like it, it's very, very cool. And it's on game pass. That's where I'm playing it. So I was like, Oh yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah. A Microsoft I, owned property now. Cause uh, but that yeah. came with that Bethesda deal. Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised. So really, well, really liked it. That's what makes, um, I mean, I really liked that, that developer and they, what's the one this year or last year that was a big deal uh ps5 exclusive what was it called they're in the pc also but uh you played it it's the one where you gotta you keep redoing stuff you keep dying oh uh death loop death loop that's those guys they also made those um i can't get any words tonight what's that other what's the game where you sneak around and shank people <laughs> dishonored dishonored one and two Jeez, <laughs> dishonored <laughs> freaking love dishonored too that's such a cool game but i just i think that dev is awesome and that game reminding me the the bit i've played of of uh this version of prey it reminded me of like this is what they would this is kind of what half-life would be now like yeah it's got half-life vibes very much so yeah so if that sounds interesting at all to anybody it's on game pass you should get it uh all right awesome bo there's a huge list here of games bo played huge (laughs) I don't even know where to start. I mean, um, let's did start play some Valheim, but you know, it, I'm still building stairs. So You've been making really. stairs, right? So we'll <laughs> really talk, like we found a new mountain, and there's more stairs. Nice. So we so we'll talk about. I mean, we'll do Elden Ring. I'm mean, next week. Probably it'll be. I hope it's Stellaris. I really hope you end up playing that for some reason. No, probably not. <laughs> you've already too you've much. already made it's your too decision. Much. It's too much. Okay. How much? Uh, how much? Or how? Okay. So where are you in Elden Ring? Have you finished the uh, thing? Wanna, I've been eyeballing Battle Brothers, and maybe you're just getting back to War Tales. Um, but I mean, Elden Ring, eh, what's the, what's, what, what more is there to say about it? It's I just, saw you found the three fingers and, uh, you you're going for the bad ending as quickly as possible. I see. You. Why is it a bad ending? Is it a bad ending? I don't know. Like maybe like, did you uh, see, did you get that ending? And then you were no, like, no, I didn't bad? get the, I didn't get the three finger ending. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stuck with the two fingers. I didn't get greedy. Okay. I mean, I think is like I've not looked things up. So you probably finished the game, then looked up all the shit just to find out what you missed or what else could have happened. Or you know, to be honest, I don't know. I heard that the three finger ending was the bad ending. That's what I heard. I don't even know if that's true. It seems weird because like, I went down a giant hole to meet the three fingers. <laughs> like this is there's there's, there's uh-huh. this big you know it's a big brouhaha. Like I'm just like let me go here. It looks cool. I had to take off all my possessions in order to walk through the flesh door and inside were the three fingers <laughs> and the three fingers gave me a hug and made my eyes glowy. Yeah. And you know, and I got a new mate. I'm not maidenless. You know, the big thing is the game insults all the, the virgin gamers. Cause they're like, Oh, I see your maidenless. Like right at the start of the game. Yeah. And everyone's like, ouch, too close to home game. Yeah. Um, I've got a maiden. Nice. 
Uh, they, they, you know, uh, Melania does join you because you're maidenless to help you, but you can earn a maiden. I don't see how this is bad at all. I'm actually, um, well, on my way to become an Elden Lord with a fine maiden. (laughs) Yeah. With a maiden at your side. That's awesome. Hayeta is my maiden. Uh And, um, so, I mean, hardest boss in the game (laughs) story. Like it's got good lore and good sense of place because of the lore story is stupid as hell. Like, I'm sorry. Like it's not. I'm not like, oh my god, the story in it. It's like, I am a finger. Would you like to? Uh, I, the, the 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 devils and angels will weep, and you're like, okay, like this thing you want me to get. Where do you? Where am I going? I will see you later. And like, so it's just <laughs> it really, you know, me. it's like RPG ish. But you're like, at some point, you're like, yo, dude, where where can I meet you? Like, I get that it wants to be mysterious about not giving away you got to find things but literally you're having dialogue with them they're like can you help me with this shit and you're like okay how about a follow-up question hero <laughs> like <laughs> how about where are, where can i meet you nope they want you to figure it out and i'm like if you're defending that as good like i'm sorry but it's not good and no, i, I already, just think the story i already is- told you i played it as a yes man any anything anybody presented yeah. me with i just that's, said okay that's why i did the thing it's because i'm going in the dungeon <laughs> There's a boss at the end of the dungeon or something. That is what I'm doing. I'm not giving this any intellectual thought because nothing makes much sense. And I'm not reading the text of every single item to put the world together. Yes, it's cool and add some flavor, but it's not exciting. Like, I'm not interested. So so, so the people yeah. last week that were like, I can't believe Bo keeps telling everybody how easy this game is. Those same yeah, people are going to be so super stoked about how you've, how you've described the story to them today. So I'm sorry, man. Oh. It's a great game, but you like you, 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 you're sick with, with the overhype uh, business. It's great. And I want more games to have big castles and, and cool goth. Like there's stuff. I'm like, yes, I want more games to have cool castles crazy dragons, mysteries, like all that stuff's great, but then you go too far. You know, it's like where you're complimenting everything. And it's like, well, now wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. This is not perfection itself. There, there are some flaws here. And one is, you know, the quest design is bad. It's bad. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not good. I think, I I think you're wrong. Um, about (laughs) a lot of things with Elden Ring. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Tell you I this. Th- <laughs> okay, go no, ahead. You have to hear this. Okay. So Volcano Manor, right. there's a girl named Raya, right? And I got, you know, she says some blah, 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 whatever, whatever. So I got this quest item for the Serpent's Amnion, which I didn't look this up because I have this quest item for her. Well, I killed Rikard, which means she disappears forever. So I have, and if I didn't look it up, I have this quest item and the quest has gone... And I'm like, this is bad. Like, give me some way to finish this. I went to where, you know, they said that she was supposed to show up and she doesn't show up. And I'm like, I guess it's just finished. Yeah. With just no fanfare. And if I didn't know that. That's how the world works. If you kill somebody. But I didn't kill Raya. That you need to give an item to. You can't you can't give an item to. No, I didn't kill Raya. I killed Riker. I'm here's the thing. I'm not gonna make a claim that this game's for everyone. I'm not gonna make a claim that this game is the hardest game ever. I'm sure as shit not gonna say that it was the easiest game ever either. I think this game, it's the thing that makes this game smart, the thing that is praiseworthy about this game isn't to go, oh, it's revolutionized the way we should do questing in games. I don't think it has. But what they've done is they've created a game that can facilitate 
a good experience to a great experience, depending on what you want to put into it. Are you an insane lore buff that wants to know all the details about how this world works and follow all the threads? Yes, it's in there. You can do it. Can you get through the game just as easily ignoring all of that and saying yes to everything? Yeah, 100%. You can. <laughs> yeah. Like one of the coolest quests, and I've actually heard they've made this less obscure because they wanted people to do it. But one of the coolest quests that happened was, um, and I, I'm pretty sure you've done this one too, Bo, is uh, I was walking around and there was all of a sudden a guy that was just like, hey, hey, can you see me? Hey, hey, can you see me? And it turns out that there was this guy who got turned into a bush. Yeah, and, or was high, yeah. and I, I busted him out and he was like, oh, man, you know, I wish I could give you something to thank you. But I can't because, you know, the seaside cave down there got invaded by guys and, and I, I can't do anything. And I was like, he's like, maybe I can sneak in and get something for you. And I was like, all right, that'd be cool. And so I kept playing and I was like, well, wait a minute. Should I go to that seaside cave and see if he's there? Like, see if he's going to bring me something? So I went down there, I got to the bonfire, and there he is laying there all hurt. And he's like, yeah, sorry, there's just too many bad guys in here. I couldn't get anything for you. So I was like, all right, well, I'm a tough adventurer. I'll go help you out. I'll go clear it. Now, none of this is popping up as a accept this quest. Go on this quest. Here's a tracking icon. Here's the thing. It's just him saying, this is where I want to go. Here's the problem. There's people there. I can't get you a reward. So I go in, I clear it, and I go back out, and I go cleared out the cave you got a reward for me and he's like oh my gosh you did it you're so strong yeah i'm gonna go check it out i'll go see what i can do for you and uh, he's like I'll, I'll, i'm sure i'll find you so i go on about my adventures and i get to another bonfire and he pops up and he's like you did it you cleared the quest you, you cleared the cave out for me i got this needle for you and now it's a small thing but uh you can alter your gear in that game you can do tailoring options now he will do them for me and it, so instead of costing runes i get it for free like it's a really small thing, but it's an organic quest where you just get something for paying attention. I don't think that's necessarily good or bad. I think it's just, it is what this game is. It might be bad for you. If you want, you know, a quest log and you want more logic to it, if you want to kill somebody and all of a sudden your quest log now reads, this can't be achieved or a menu pops up that says warning by killing this NPC, you will put an end to all of these quest chains. Like, I think there's merit to wanting that. I don't think people are crazy for wanting that. But I also think that creating a world where you can do what you want and have repercussions for it and discover it organically like that also has its reward without it just automatically being labeled as bad. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, that's not really what I'm saying, but I, I, cause I agree with everything you said. I, I think that's great. I, I don't think, I don't think that's, that's not the issue I have, but yes, I, I, I agree um, I agree that the, there should be mystery and puzzle to solve and not everything has to be spelled out, but some of the quest design is bad. Oh. Some of the quests fail without any information to the player. That Bach quest is probably not one of them. I'm not saying it's all overall bad, but it's like pretty shoddily done. Mm. Um, especially there's one, there's certain things that don't happen where you have to go to the zone and the only way to update the area is to rest at the site of the site of gray. So the Nefeli Lu. In Kenneth Height, I managed to resolve it. I went to that room about 10 times, checked the throne room, because I was aware something was supposed to happen there. The one thing I didn't do, rest at the site of Grace in right. that particular area to get the thing. I'm like, 
this is shit. Like this is a shit. Like there have been a hundred games that do this right. You meet these quests. You meet these completion areas. So now we're going to update the game world to show it to you. But no, because I didn't do the rested site of grace when I fast traveled there. Um, it didn't do it. I'm like, that's it's like just given that a lot of other studios are able to to do this quite well, and that these guys do it, and we're gonna we're gonna be defensive about our beloved game i'm like no that's actually a shit thing like there's i have a lot of examples of stuff like that where it's like it doesn't add to the mystery of the game it doesn't add to the you know the the, the world it's just actually no it's 2022 and we've made a lot of video games and uh there's some mysteries are good but um that's not a mystery that's just being sloppy in my opinion. Well, so I, and, let me say this. Yeah. I think they they get their cake and eat it too in a weird way because I don't think either of you are are wrong about your takes about this. Well, no, John John's right. The mystery's good. Right, I'm just right. saying they've actually programmed some quests in a way that it's not a mystery. It's just not well done. It's just not be, it's not well done. And but my a, point there's is there's a subtle difference between not explaining things versus actually making the player do like obtuse having to do obtuse things, which requires you to look it up on right. Google or you'll never figure it out. Right. Well, this is this yeah. is what I mean, though. The reason they get their cake and eat it, too, is they've built a kind of mystique around their games that if it's bad design, the player thinks it's genius. And if it's genius, the player thinks it's genius. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? I don't know. That's a blessing. I think if you're a game developer, they sound like perfectionists in a weird way. Like if they they need to get good feedback on this. I, I think. And that, I mean, I, I think it's I think proven that they listen. Good. Like that game did not have an NPC tracker when it launched. It does now. Like yeah, obviously, sure. they are. There is some degree of them going, "Oh yeah, that probably should be in the game." I mean, like when when this game first came out. I hope you remember where you saw so-and-so when you met them because at which I ran into, there was a lady I met. She gave me a, a hint for a quest. I didn't hit that thing until like 10 hours later. And then they said, Hey, go back and tell her that you found me. I was like, I don't remember where the hell she was. <laughs> that was a long game and a lot of map ago. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you to save my life where I found that lady. And I, on my first playthrough, I don't think I ever found her again. Because I couldn't remember. And obviously they they must have agreed with that because the same patch that destroyed my build, uh, they added a little thing where when you meet someone, they put an automatic icon on the map that says this is where that person was. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have that. I, I don't think that's... I think if it's something you haven't discovered, then yeah, fair enough. Don't put it on the map. But, you know, like Valheim has a way for me to put a sticker on the map and then write my own note. I mean, I could write it on a notepad or it's 2022 and we have all kinds of productivity tools <laughs> Let you know, can I, and, and there is a way to put a sticker on the Val on the Elden ring map, but no way for me to type my own note. Valheim's really spoiled me in that way. I love to be able to be able to just type my own note. That way I don't have to go to a notepad. I like, like that really, too. That's a cool I feature. think that I think all games, at least PC games, like if you if you're giving me a mini map, put some text fields in there for me to like also fill out my own note. Like uh Yeah. You know, like an yeah. old manual. You used to do in a manual, but in this case you get to do it in the world because the game yeah. will freaking support it. I, I, I don't like I don't too. like I, I just think that like people lose their minds a little bit because they're just speaking and maybe just social media interactions too, where there isn't enough time to really elaborate on everything. But yes. 
being mysterious and obtuse and hiding. Like there's like three dungeons in this game where like you could be looking right at it, but if you're far enough away, you won't see the door. Like they, most quests, most games will put a candle or a torch or something where even if you don't realize it, it's signaling you there's an activity here to do in the game. Yeah. This game like hides shit. I think it took me five hours to find War Dead Catacombs. Was it <laughs> hidden? No. It just looks brown like the rest of the big, big ass brown wall, you know? And I was like, holy shit, like they did this on purpose. They want you to look right at the dungeon and not see it. And I'm like, respect. I love that. Like, that's awesome. Because when you find it, you're like, "Why? I finally found it. It's, that's it's amazing. The, that's but, the one where you fight Rodan, right? Like, down yeah, there. It's a, yeah, Rodan in that big desert. You know, you so, think you were on stream when I was yeah. like wandering back and forth in this open. I'm like, I, I know it's here. Yeah. I know and it's I here. I think I told you it's not down there because I thought I had looked and seen everything down there and didn't see it. it, it literally I also looks have like a conspiracy wall. theory yeah. because I finally found it. Like, like you did. I finally found it. And I was like, somebody should put a damn note on the ground that points people that says it's right here. And I went over and I got ready to do my note. And mysteriously, at that particular moment, a bunch of notes appeared that weren't there before. I certainly didn't oh. get any help finding it from then. But as soon as I went to write my own note saying like, hey, there's a dungeon ahead. It's right here. The thing you're looking for is over here. Mysteriously, at that moment, all the notes appeared. And sure enough, people made a giant arrow out of notes pointing at the damn cave. We aren't the only oh, ones wow. that had a hard yeah, time I didn't see any it. notes. And I was in the desert. You know, there's an, an actual item that you can use that lets you pop up more notes. I was like chucking it around. I'm like, <laughs> notes? Well, give me some notes. Nothing was helping. Yeah. Uh, it, no new notes showed up. It's... Uh. I think yeah, it was pretty it was pretty wild like so there. I appreciate that the game does this the game has enough content that even if you miss that stuff you're still playing like a game that's worth it but like um I like like I like the mystery and obtuse about it but we got to have some real talk about the things that can do better and one is like they can do way better on quests I'm sorry but like they, they yeah. you know that, that, that preserve the mystery but just make it so like you're ta- it's an RPG. You're talking to the guy. Yeah, they're a little loopy. Some of the NPCs tell you where to go. Latena says, like, go to the thing in the Halig tree. And when it got to the mountaintop of the giants, she whispers, hey, there's Castle Saul, buddy. That's where we need to go. <laughs> but I finished Castle Saul last night, and I didn't get anything from Latena. Like, am I supposed to drop you off here? Are we done? Can, we get, can I get an acknowledgement from you that, like, <laughs> you know, nothing. And I'm like... So I, then I'm wondering, I'm like, am I missing something? And they're there for five hours trying to figure out if this, I'm supposed to do something with the summon. And I'm like, I don't enjoy this. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I hate that feeling of like, you know, just like, just give me like a great job. Like still put secrets in the game, but like, just give me a thumbs up. Like there's just something. Yeah. They, they leaned a little too hard on stuff that really isn't necessary to be a mystery. And they can still totally get away with doing obtuse, mysterious things. I think is where like that feedback comes in, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't disagree. Yeah. And I don't disagree with that. I think to be clear, the part I was disagreeing with, um, which apparently was a misunderstanding was it sounded mm-hmm. like 
I didn't like the way it handles this. Therefore, its questing is universally bad. And I don't, I don't think it is, but I do think yeah, there maybe. are things. Maybe it was a bit hyperbolic that, on my part, but it could be know. done better for sure. I mean, you have this lady that's supposed to be traveling with you, and she only shows up every now and then. And all they would really need to do is have her show up a little more often at a at a site of grace and be like, hey. Remember when somebody said to do something, go do it. Like it doesn't even have to be overt and it can still be optional because I do stand by that. This game is good about letting you opt in to certain things. You know, like, do you want to have an easier time? Well, here's summons. Do you want to have an easier time? Well, here's this, like they can do the same thing with a tip system. Like, do you want to talk to your maiden and find out like a reminder on something you might've been working towards? Like, I think that's something they could have easily put. I I have a question for you. Did you find out about the statue secret in Lydell? Uh, what's the statue secret? Oh, doing a gesture. There's a well. There, there's this incantation you got to cast to learn a secret about oh, a statue. No. I don't think I did that. I wonder if it comes up in the ending or not. Because what I, all I got it was like a from software message. It wasn't from other player. In front of a statue in Lydell, and then so I figured out how to pass it, uh, and it just gives you a new message. There's no like item, nothing <laughs> That's fancy. Weird, but it, it's kind of a huge lore thing. So I'm just wondering if it comes up at the end. It's about um, Radagon. Oh, it could be. I think I did know that from uh, what that message said from watching like, like what, what, Radagon what the hell just really... happened uh, videos that I watched what? when I beat the game. Yeah, like what Radagon really is. Because yeah. then I told Goldmask, you know, that guy that just stands there. And Brother Corman's like, what a great guy. I'm documenting all of his stuff. But he literally is just standing there frozen. Yeah. It's like his finger movements mean that the gods are angry. But the, the, the guy he's recording is just standing there frozen. I'm like, that kind of stuff's pretty cool. Like, I like yeah. that stuff. It's weird. Yeah. But um, speaking uh, of games that you have to use the word weird to describe. Yeah, Elden Ring's pretty freaking lore weird. Lore of that game. I appreciate it. I you. like the weird part. Like I said, that's why I say like the lore and the world is good. It's just like the way they're doing their questing. They're just like leaning a little too hard on its obtuse where they don't need to. You gave us tonight's uh, title, uh, Core 309, The Three Fingers Ending. So that's going in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know there's a, I probably a way to reverse the ending or can you choose the ending? I don't know. I there's think some... there is. I think the, the whole deal, I think the reason I think it's bad is because uh, what's her name tells you she's going to kill you if you keep going down that path. Oh, well, that's easy game. I'll kill her. No <laughs> like seriously, like well, watch my stream. I, I had, there was a frost drag and it took me three tries. But everything else was one shot. I, I do this thing now. I go one shot, one kill if I kill it the first time. I got done. more one shot, one kills than I do. I, I did Commander Neal. I was complaining about having to fight two knights at once. It's so hard. And then there was a boss and two knights. Commander Neal. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> still got I him. I think that wasn't first shot. I think that was two tries. But still, pretty easy. Pretty good. I yeah. feel like you're doing better than most. All right. Uh, I guess so. So there you go. Well, stop, I stop mean, I magic think, user. Just, I think he might in this game as the only person to get a hundred percent on Elden Ring. I think. No, I'm I sure. Think I that's the something. direction Bo's headed. He every sure time I've watched him stream, he's somewhere I've never seen before, and I'm like, where the hell is? It'd be he funny right if now? you got there just by being the way you play. You know, like you'll just uh, you'll suddenly one day get an achievement that no, goes, oh, it's, congratulations. It's going to be 99.9%. I didn't finish Rhea's quest because I bugged it out. I killed Rikard too early as well as some of the PvP contracts. Yeah. So I definitely don't have 100% on the game. I believe in you, Bo. 
I do. <laughs> All right. It's time for this. That's a good question. Email time. Talk to the core at gmail.com. A couple of these. One's, uh, <laughs> one's really funny. And I wanted to read it. Uh, this is from, let's see, Gutter is a Tool. Sent this one in. Eric. <laughs> his name is Eric Gutter in real life. Cool? Uh, right. His subject line was, you guys are dicks. Nice. And then I, I was nervous opening this. Um, yeah. and I opened it and it says, dear Core Show, you guys are dicks. I'm a recent convert to the show after a t- the timely demise of the instance. I had been listening to that show since single digits with Andrew. At first, I didn't think the show would be for me. It was very casual. I'm a very casual gamer who usually stuck to Blizzard titles because they usually release Mac versions of their games, with the exception of Overwatch and Diablo 2 Remaster. I had begrudgingly bought Windows, a Windows gaming laptop late last year to dabble in some other games after listening to your show for the past month or so. I now have a Game Pass subscription, my first ever Xbox Series X. Uh, anyway, you have cost me a lot of money, dicks. Also, <laughs> I just started supporting you guys on Patreon. Thanks for the show, though. Uh, P.S. You mentioned the Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion game on last week's show. I've been playing through struggling with this game for my uh, with my five-year-old because he's been dying to play since seeing a playthrough on YouTube. While it has been great spending time with my son and playing a game that we both enjoy, that game is frustrating as hell. P.P.S. <laughs> dicks. So he thinks we're dicks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy that we're dicks uh, for you. Need you need an easier game like Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You might not be wrong. If your theory on Elden Ring is actually easy, is true, there's no way that it's harder than that Mickey Mouse. I, mean, game. I might just be good at the game. Like again, and content because whenever I die in, on stream, people are like it's an easy game. Like I get trolled all the time. Like every time yeah. I I mess up or like some easy monster kills me. Yeah, it's not that you don't die and it's not challenging. It's just it's not as hard as the trolls say it is. Yeah. You know, the, the hard yes, ones. but you it's- are getting flack constantly for it because you are being the exact same <laughs> level of toxic in the other direction. There yeah. are people that, how, who are struggling with this game, Bo. There are people who are struggling with this game going, oh man, I tried so hard and I, it took me 30 tries, but I got it and I feel good about myself. And then you're like, easy game. That's an <laughs> asshole. Like, it's just, it's like. But I mean, if I kill something first shot, what am I supposed to say? Yeah. That was very hard. But uh, not really. It uh, was. Fake I do. I it is know. some anti-troll. I'm being a bit of a dick about it, but it's not for people who genuine. Look, difficulty is a sliding scale, right? Right. 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 Yeah. right? And I acknowledge that it's sure. for the troll. This is for the trolls. And okay. if you listen to the show, you know, I'm saying it's an easy game. Yeah. Because it's to temper those people who think they've d- had a big accomplishment because they're good at the game. Well, see, that's what I told people on discord. I said, the problem with Bo is that he's saying it aimed at a very particular audience that doesn't give a shit. And the people that do give a shit are like, why is he saying this? But- <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you play this game because you're, you know, whatever, I mean, there's all kinds of people that have different skill levels. If, if you're someone that's playing this game and you take 30 tries and you find it hard, uh, you know, then I'm not saying it's an easy game. You should get good. I'm just saying like all the people saying get good need to sit down. That's what this is about. So if if that's, this isn't for you. And if you still don't like hearing it, I don't know what to tell you. It might be a little <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> I love it. The emails are going to be great this week. I'm stoked to get them. Uh, I mean, anyway. I played Heroes of the Storm at diamond level. Like, my ability to play games is quite good. It is good. You Not are a good. pro player, but it's 
it is, I acknowledge that it is just that I have some skill and talent. You have skill toward it. You absolutely do. So, so this is, this is me talking to people at that level, punching at the same level to people there. Yeah. You're not punching down. You're punching. Be funny and disclaimer it. Like this is an easy game for people of a certain level at skills two, seven, three to seven, four, two just doesn't work. I'm not going to do it. Know, but it's not for you. Meant, there was a lot of numbers. In there. <laughs> There's a lot of numbers. You know, I, all I'll say is this: is if you ever feel like, uh, if you ever feel down about it, just go watch Bo stream it. You'll see. You'll watch. You'll see him die. You'll see they him come, get confused. Come fun of me. Yeah. You'll see like, it. Yeah. It's not hard. Like yeah, I watch time. him go through places I've never seen. I get annoyed about that because I'm like, God damn it! How did Bo find this? But then he'll be like, Why are all these skeletons popping out of the ground? There's got to be something around here, and I know where it is. Mm. And I sit there and I go, finally, something I like, know. Something Bo you know. know. Yeah. <laughs> this bow arrogance is it, like I acknowledge it. Like people are watching my stream, they're like, "Oh, this boss coming up so hard," uh, and then I'll be like, "Kill it one shot," and they'll be like, "Well, I don't feel great about that. <laughs> like it took me a hundred <laughs> tries." And they'll be like, "A great item's coming up," and I'll look at it, and be like, "Eh, shit, item." You know, like, <laughs> like it's. I can't help it. Like that's my reaction, but I, you know, it, I can't help it. Like it's, it's, it would be disingenuous to pretend uh, otherwise. Right. But, but the I'm not trying to be a is, dick about it. Yeah. The dick part is for the other dicks. Yeah. 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 But the important yeah. thing to note here is you're really enjoying a game. They're also enjoying and you've just got different takes on it. So everyone's loving yeah. Elden Ring. It's, it's, so everyone wins. It's fine. It's all yeah, good. It's Elden all Ring's a great I game. think I'm just having a bit of fun with it. You know, so yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry for being a dick to you. Um, no, he doesn't Literally really mean either. we're dicks. His tongue is firmly in cheek. He was kidding. Well, you know, he's buying all kinds of... He's, I feel like he's like, I'm buying all this paraphernalia because of you guys. Stop. <laughs> yeah. I got an Xbox. I got Game Pass. I got Mickey Mouse now. Why do I even have Mickey Mouse You guys talked about it. I bought it. You're going to be a like, big gamer now, and I'm proud of you. Well done, uh, Gutter as a Tool, a.k.a. Eric. I think that's awesome, and I'm happy to be a yeah. dick in your life. All right? It's fine. We'll give you the free three-finger finish later on. All right, moving on. Uh, Will wrote in. Short one here. He says, hi, Scott, John, and Bo. Quick question about the, or quick opinion, rather, in the form of a question to you guys. Bad launch slash optimization issues aside, would Cyberpunk 2077 have been a significantly better game if the devs had simply made the weather mostly rain? For me, the game has been revitalized and gets way better slash closer to Blade Runner with the weather mod. Uh, this is on PC. Just curious as to your collective thoughts. Love every episode you guys put out. Thanks, Will. Uh, I've seen that mod in a video. I haven't done it myself. It does change how that game feels. It feels like a proper Blade Runner. We've effed the 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 climate so bad it just rains twenty four seven kind of jive that you get out of Blade Runner. It definitely does add that. Now, does it revitalize the game? Uh, your mileage may vary, but uh, I don't know if either of you've tried this. Have either of you tried that mod? I, I haven't tried the no. mod. I, I think in my heart that's what I wanted the game to be right. Whether that's fair or not, because yeah. this isn't the blade runner video game. This is sure. Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> set in fictional California, you know, like I, I don't know if it's fair to go, why aren't you more like blade runner, not blade runner game. But at the same time, I think it was the game that a lot of us were expecting to get. So it, it's kind of a damned if you do damned, if you don't to a degree, I think I would probably like the game at least a little better if it was a little bit moodier and darker and maybe wetter. It depends. Yeah, I but. think you're you're totally right, John. It depends on your experience of cyberpunk. I mean, like I think of a, there's a book I read a lot in my teenage years. Uh, I read a couple times, Virtual Light by William Gibson. That's very much a 
it's not a rainy ass place. It's a California based book about AR glasses, which exists now, funnily enough, but mm-hmm. at the time that it was written, that was a science fiction idea. And you know, you could, who, everyone's got a hold of these glasses that tell you information about things. And you, I'm like, it's Google glass. Um, and you know, it was sunny. Like it was not the, the weather was not a part of the mood in reading that book. From what I remember, I kind of remember it being, you know, like picture California. Wasn't Neuromancer his, uh, Neuromancer is his big one, right? That one. Neuromancer of, was the first yeah. novel. Like he'd written novellas at first and Neuromancer was the big one. And mm. even that, what I don't, I remember cyberspace and, and uh, keyboard cowboy stuff like from that. I don't really remember a place, but. You know, visually speaking, you do think of Blake John's right. You do think of Blade Runner. You do think of Deus Ex, very another very moody game in its modern iteration. Hmm. So yeah, the weather. But yes, I mean, there's a cyberpunk book that Rudy Records, a big cyberpunk writer. Yeah, um, uh, he wrote uh, software, hardware, wetware trilogy, The Hacker and the Ants. Hacker and the Ants in particular is a calif- It's about a game developer. I, th- I think it's a game developer, but it's about like virtual worlds. And it's California's hell. All the protagonists are like, you know, middle-aged schlubs, programmer schlub kind of people. And it's sunny California. Like, it's Silicon Valley-esque, I guess, before Silicon Valley was really what it is today. And, like, it counts as a cyberpunk genre. Hacker and the Ants. I've never heard of this. Uh, uh, Those are great books, by the way. Are they? um, Yeah, they're short. They're pretty short books, too. So if you want some good cyberpunk, uh, that's like pre what you would think of cyberpunk now and i think bruce sterling wrote the original book that the genre was named off of too nice. i haven't read that was it bruce sterling oh it was someone now else. you can see how i can't remember doing. my wife's my here. hi kim hi, hi. she'll so you can ask favorite cyberpunk now. book go oh she they can't hear you hold on and i'll turn it up baby john's, john's baby's doing good right john oh yeah baby's doing great okay now you can hear them right yeah, Bo, do you have any questions for Ken? Uh, I just, we're, just, we're talking about cyberpunk books. Favorite cyberpunk Yeah, do you have a favorite Go. cyberpunk book or, or show? Sorry. I like Blade Runner 2049. I like Blade Runner. I introduced her to Blade Runner. She was my first. She was, I was her first. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, it's all yeah, right. I told okay. her tonight about how, where Taylor was conceived. My oh sister's my bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to see you. It's there. okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It's okay. We all have Thank embarrassing you. stories. All right. We'll see you later. Sorry. This All is right, podcasting. Um, this yeah, is great. So, anyways, so would cyberpunk be better if there's more rain? No, no. This is what I'm okay, say. that's interesting. I feel like maybe tonally I would prefer it, but I I don't think it's going to sure, save sure. the game. The sure. game's got its own problems that I don't know if they can over, be overcome by a little bit of environmental yeah. rain. I mean, you know, Keanu Reeves really, you know, takes uh, he makes up for the lack of rain. Yeah. Which, <laughs> what a he's really good at it. Like yeah. honestly, his character, his voice acting, his character—it's great. The story's great in Cyberpunk. The story's not the issue. I love that. It's a great thing to say about somebody. You overcome the no. What'd you say? The Cyberpunk or Keanu Reeves makes up for the lack makes of up rain. for the lack of rain. It sounds like an actual diss, but in the Cyberpunk context, it's a compliment. No, I need yeah. him here because as somebody in Arizona, I need something to make up for the lack of rain. So <laughs> maybe Keanu is the secret. Yeah, you guys need a little wet where you live all the time. What yeah. do you think, Scott? Have you played much of Cyberpunk? Um, I played enough to. Well, I haven't since all the problems. I keep updating it and looking at it on my hard drive and going, "Yeah, baby, I'm coming to you next" or something. Then I. Just just don't play it. So I will get around to it at some point, but I'll probably install that mod because I do like that better. I don't want sunny cyberpunk. To combat me, that kind of blows. It's the same thing I had a problem with Witcher games. CD yeah. Project Red, not great at combat. 
Sorry. Oh, the combat yeah, is bad. It yeah. feels weird. Yeah, like Witcher Four. I'm just excited. Um, I just need them to like address that. Like we really it, dug deep in the, the combat. The, the animation's good. The feel like when you're like, oh, the, the you know, like oh, there you are. We're gonna kill you, and you're like, sweet. I can't wait to cut these guys up. But then you know, it's like X X. Axis slashy and, and done. Not like great. it's just so uninteresting. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. They could do a lot more. And we now live in a time I, I think they can't actually get away with doing it simply given all the stuff that things like Elden Ring, but even even other big open world games like uh like Batman or Spider Man. Like exactly interesting. Like the com even just the combo mechanic, like right. It's com the combat in, in that game is literally like do a few moves, then have a quick time event if you press the final move at the right time and yeah. here's a splish of fire. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it's I not the, the the appeal of the game is not in the gameplay mechanics of fighting. It's in the story. I mean, one of the things I really like about the Spider Man playthrough that I didn't notice the first time as much is they've done such a good job of mixing in a bunch of those things. So it's got kind of the Batman combo or you know, fighting system where you can do lots of crazy combos. It helps that you got a web shooter and you can jump high and all those things. You can create all kinds of crazy combinations of things, but also they will put you in situations where you just fought like that, but then a helicopter grabbed you on its way out. And now you've got to do three quick time things. And then you got to do some kind of rapid fire trigger thing. And then you're going to fight normally again. And they do it so fluidly and so well that it never feels uh, weird. It's not like, Mm -hmm. it's not like Chris Redfield punching a rock. It's yeah. it's better than yeah. that. It's, it's yeah. yeah. Quick time events are good too, but just the meat and bones of the the thumb candy. Like yeah, I, you gotta you gotta have some like reversals. I think that's what keeps drawing me back to Elden Ring so much is that it's very contemplated how mechanics work for fighting in there, and it's like it's rewarding now that I know how to block properly. You know, blocking is a thing. Guard breaking is a thing. Counters, dodge rolling, and different things affect it. It's mechanically deep. It's rewarding to learn. Part of the why, reason why I say it's an easy game, I've been practicing for 200 hours. Right. Forget leveling up. I'm just understand the game better. And yeah. that's rewarding. Witcher is just like, press some X. Like, here yeah. we go. It's X simulator time. Like, I, I feel like give Witcher, you. you had to unlock the combat to feel okay. Like, it never even really felt great, but I feel like you had to unlock so many perks just to get the combat to where it's like, okay, this now plays like a game I want play yeah like yeah and that shouldn't be your unlock you should have a good base level and then build on it in a fun way as opposed to oh boy i had to i don't know if witcher 3 was like this i don't remember which uh witcher game it was but i know there was one where it was like you had to unlock dodging or blocking or something like that Uh, that that. shouldn't be something behind an ability wall like that should be default and then you should make a cool way to make that cooler. They've like, carried on this tradition too in cyberpunk. There is a perk in the cyberpunk tree. That is when you're in water, you're harder to hit. You know, you're like, kind of good at- <laughs> there yeah. are no missions that take place in water. There's no side mission. There is no content that takes place in water. Why don't you take an ability that's got nothing to do with the game there? Uh, you know, <laughs> like that's the, that's the level of real like, CD and, and it, I feel that's present in the combat system of Witcher, just what you're describing. Like it's, yeah. it's not their wheelhouse. Nope, <laughs> not by a long shot. No, they had to, and they had to change it. What was the? Remember that they changed it 
with a patch where you moved different if you wanted to. Yeah, that was Witcher 3. That was the movement because people didn't like the floaty movement because it prioritized animation. Oh, that's right. Okay. Was so there was thing. like a ramp up to turning and stuff like that. And it kind of made him feel tanky uh, yeah. with how he moved. Yeah, that was a weird. Those are weird times. Beautiful game. Great story. Bad combat. Hopefully they address that. All right. Thank you for your emails, both of y'all. Um, Will, in particular, did we answer his question? We did. We, we all like rain. Rain yeah, is great. Yeah, would it be better with rain? Maybe. Yeah, I would like rain, but... Marginally better with rain. The stuff that, that were, could really be better is, is not... The, the rain's the least... Important. I'll say it this way. It's aesthetically better with rain. That, yes. There you go. Sure. May not be a better game overall, but definitely looks better and fits my vision of what Cyberpunk should be better. All of us Blade Runner fans will probably agree. Uh, all right, there you go. Uh, keep coming, keep sending those emails. <laughs> uh, talk to the core at gmail.com. That's talk to the core at gmail.com. We'd love to hear more from you and your thoughts and your feelings and, you know, how wrong you think Bo might be about the get good stuff or whatever. Do you tell us how you feel? Um, I happen, I think I'm, I'm coming around. I think I agree with Bo on a lot of, the, on a lot of that stuff. Is that controversial to you at home? I'm fishing for emails. Send us your emails. Talk to the core at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, uh, I think it's going to be enough it. controversy with your lack of finishing games. Save <laughs> <laughs> something for the rest of us. It's not you're not wrong about any of that. Um, f- oh, I am going to. F- I am finishing uh, that that Castlevania <laughs> game, John. I'm finishing that. I'm pretty close. You're- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Soma Crew. Yeah, I'm finishing these games from 2003. I'm doing that. There you go. Anyway, uh, everything else I start and will not finish for another 20 years. So let me know what you think then. Anyway, patreon.com slash core show that you want to support. And uh, by doing so, it keeps the show on the air. It keeps rad stuff happening. And all you got to do is go over there to read all about it and find out why you might want to be a patron of ours. That's patreon.com slash core show. Frogpants.com slash core for everything else. Give us reviews wherever you get your podcast. We'd love that. That helps us get discovered. Uh, and follow, follow us on Twitter. Bo's got things to say at Bo Schwartz. You'll hear John over at John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. The show's at Core Pod. And um, be here every Thursday when we do the show. Twitch.tv slash frogpants. Live, 5 p.m. Mountain time. Let's rip around the table and find out some words of wisdom. Let's start with John. Hi, everybody. John here. Uh, we talked a lot about finishing today whether that's in the kitchen in your sister's bed yeah. uh games from you know previous generations or resident evil 2 the rest of the way but keep in mind it's not always about finishing sometimes it's about the journey you took to get there mm. make sure you take time for yourself to stop and appreciate where you are not just where you're going <laughs> i think that's really good advice sound advice Bo, try to top that what do you got uh, I can't top that. Uh, press Y to cast Ignite. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Enjoy inadvertently topped it. Nicely done. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Go play some fun games so we can talk about them again next week. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I'll open that vein for you.